0: Oh, click track? <laughs> it's a fucking... Yeah, you got to... How mean, many... A how true many, musician opens with a fucking click track. How man. many How many BPM were we at? 120. That's that was, the that's default the of the zone. project. That's the butter zone. It's pretty good. So uh, uh, let's
1: uh, discuss this drink that is being drunk. Where did you get that? At a liquor store on 17th Avenue. I don't recall the name, however. So it didn't leave an impression. No, I, I just remember it by its location rather than its, uh, its name. I recognize it according to its uh, relations in space and time rather than a label. They've given themselves <laughs> more of a cosmic recognition. Is there a, a familiar face you can associate it with? No. Person? They're very helpful. Like, they come up to you and you come in. They're like, hello, can I, I help tell- you find something? You found a white guy working in a liquor store? Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. In the, I haven't seen that in the
2: belt line oh i haven't seen that in like a decade they look like they're uh antifa members a wine st- did he really say hello can i help you yeah smash the fash
0: okay let's get off this liquor store bullshit so i got a serious uh question that i've been thinking about because i was like okay well you know it's gonna be a marathon session it's probably gonna get kind of derailed. Um, but I had an, an actual like concern about private property rights and how that relates to paleo libertarianism. And I think that you guys could actually maybe, uh, shed some light on this. I think, what do you think of intellectual, like unta- intangible private property rights? Like, I don't really know how to, I, I, I listened to a recent James Lindsay podcast on like the problems of classical, uh, liberalism. And, you know, James Lindsay, take him or leave him. But uh, I think that's one of the kind of the, you know, the biggest issues, right? Is like, okay, so like drugs or music or films or like blueprints or like I had an idea that I want to like, you know, whack off on Sunday. Is that like a copyrightable idea? Like it seems to me that intellectual property rights are kind of like this weird, like legal uh, like these abstract, like these kind of abstract rights that have been arbitrarily created by the state. So I'm kind of interested to get your guys' perspective on that because I have, I just have a hard time um, reconciling everything. I think, I think you know, on the one side, if I come up with something really cool, uh, you know, shouldn't I have some entitlement to some to some rights in that? But if it's an idea. And maybe it maybe it applies differently to like you know maybe a movie because that's a physical thing. But what about copying stuff and in digital information? So this is like just something that kind of arose for me that I have an issue with. So help me.
1: Okay, so the um, the classic argument uh, is, is contract by Stefan Kinsella. <laughs> He's a intellectual property lawyer in the kind of Austro libertarian uh, Misesian ambit, and he basically looked at Rothbard's argument, which was that. A patent is illegitimate because it's basically just a rearrangement of matter that is um, like, kind of uh, restricted by a state privilege where you get kind of a certain right assigned by the state. And it's kind of like an artificial restriction on other people's use of their property, so therefore illegitimate. But he said... Copyright, on the other hand, Rothbard said was okay, because basically you're making a kind of contractual arrangement with someone that they can't you know, reproduce something without your permission or whatever. Um, Kinsella, Kinsella basically argued, so the classic essay or book is uh, against intellectual property by him, and he said this is basically inconsistent. It's um, essentially the same thing, like Rothbard made kind of this artificial, untenable distinction between... The patent and the copyright, because they both represent the same thing. They both represent basically. Um, uh, I mean, on one level, I could sell you like a book, for example, and say I sell this to you on the condition that you can't like go photocopy it and sell it. But I can't really restrict other people's property from um, somehow like reproducing the same thing uh, if I don't have a contract with them. So um, he. Kinsella basically argued against the um, inconsistency of Rothbard's artificial distinction between the two. Where it's basically
0: kind of the same
1: thing, right? Yeah, copyright isn't fundamentally different from the patent in that sense. So he says all intellectual property got to go. Um, and there's a lot of uh, different arguments about People would make like oh well there might be some negative consequences if uh you can't copyright something or you can't patent something and he argues against a lot of those uh utilitarian considerations but um either way it kind of comes down to basically a property rights issue and the fact that you can have a property right which gives you kind of exclusive uh dominion and control over um certain physical goods that you arrange in a certain way but you can't uh copyright an idea because it's not scarce so the reason we need a property right and something physical is because my use of um, one resource, like this chair I'm sitting in right now, um, people cannot simultaneously like use that resource. It's that's what scarcity means. Like it's exclusive. Even at the very least, like the standing space you require for your physical body, or you know uh, this uh, piece of metal, like my use and consumption of it precludes your use and consumption of it. So that's why you have a potential conflict there. Whereas the non-scarce resource in the sense of like an idea, I can use an idea and I'm not restricting anyone else from using it. So there's not like an inherent conflict over something there. It's kind of like, and I think Thomas Jefferson makes this uh, kind of analogy. It's kind of like you take a candle and you light someone else's candle. You haven't taken the light from the first candle. You just created kind of two lights and and really then It's not an issue of like the pure idea, it's just the property rights issue. Um, You can use a piece of, um, like, say there's an idea, say I have an idea for a story. And it's like, well, it's my idea for a story. But someone else takes the same idea and actually produces something with it. Like they make a book, they produce a physical book, or they write it on the internet or something. What have they actually stolen from you? Nothing. They've just used an idea, again, that you're not precluded from using, but you didn't produce anything. So it's like just kind of a different realm of things. And it comes down to the impossibility of a true conflict over um, non-scarce resources. It's like a super abundant
0: good. So like take the like take the like the Mickey Mouse thing, right? So I get it. Let's say there's you know like your classic kind of like adventure story. And one of my buddies has been telling me about it. He's got some characters, and then I go out and I'm like, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write a book about this, and then I write a book. But what if there's what if the idea is uh, inherently uh, unique and specific and has some uh, kind of like unique properties or value that. Uh, because, I mean, I guess theoretically anyone could come up with Mickey Mickey Mouse, but they didn't, right? So do do I do unique ideas not have any inherent value? And I'm just playing the devil's advocate because I have a really hard time. Um, you know, like if I sell you a record and I'm like, you can't copy this record, you know what I mean? Um, to me, the law of contract takes care of that because you're basically accepting a restrictive covenant over your use of the property. But the, the record itself is yours, uh, you're just restricted on its use. So I don't have an issue with that. Um, but you know, like, let's say there's a song on there that's like maybe pretty unique. i kind of argue that music is uh, fairly universal and doesn't have a lot of, uh, you know, like it's, there's not a lot of uniqueness to music or recording. Anyone can record anything. And it's pretty simple to duplicate any idea or uh, theme or like melody or anything. Um, but what about, uh, like, a like an idea, like Mickey Mouse? I know it's kind of a dumb example.
1: Um, no, it's an interesting example, and it's coming up a lot. Like, people are wondering about, like, uh, Batman or Superman, and, like, certain forms of these characters are coming into the public domain soon. Mickey Mouse is kind of the one in the news now, but it's like, um, I mean, on the one hand, I would like for anyone to be able to make a Batman or a Superman movie or whatever. Right. Um, or even Mickey Mouse or something, but... Um, I think in that case, uh, again, it's if I create a character or something, I don't think um, you have an inherent... Nothing's being taken away from me in a physical or a right sense uh, if someone uses the same character. Uh, now, there's a fraud issue that could come into play. Like If I'm, if I'm uh, Johnny Mick creator and I create uh, a character... And I sell some stories about him. Then someone else comes in and says, uh, I'm the authentic I'm Johnny creator, And I'm selling it. Then I'm kind of ripping off my customers because I'm not really, like there's kind of a fraud there. It's kind of like also, um, if I make some, a cola drink and I start calling it like (laughs) Coca-Cola with the same packaging and I'm selling that to people, I'm kind of deceiving them. I'm kind of ripping them off from their money because I'm not really Coca-Cola. So
0: that's, this is like the issue of like the equity in goodwill. Right, and that's another intangible, or is it? I'd I'd say it is because there's no, uh, I guess, physical inherent property to like your good name, and I think like things like defamation and misrepresentation and like some of the kind of common law legal principles kind of uh, uh, set out a framework to deal with a lot of this stuff. Um, but it seems to me that a lot of the intellectual property issues arise from when the government kind of arbitrarily grants people. Uh, you know, kind of like first come, first serve rights over. Uh... Well, like, why do they do it? So the idea
2: was um, that companies would say to the government, like, yo, I'm going to spend a bunch of money um, making this thing that is technically in the common good, right? Like it's good for all of us here. And it takes a lot of time, effort, and like work to like come up with these ideas, build prototypes, like figure it all out and build something. Yeah,
0: so doesn't that have value? Like what if I put, and this is the pharmaceutical thing, right? Is So what if I put all of my, uh, you know, I spend a ton of resources that's quantifiable and measurable into some radical new technology. And really it's an idea, right? So like maybe like the output is just a widget, but the widget has very, very unique and special properties. And it inherently kind of, uh, is a result of that investment in value, and then like some guy comes along, and goes like, Oh, reverse engineered, like rips it off. Yeah, and I, 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 like, I just don't really know where to because it feels wrong, but it, but, but at these at the same time, I don't really think that it's really good to be circumscribing like these arbitrary rights to ideas. So, what's right? what do you see as the difference between that and a license? Well, uh, like one is one is and I don't really want to call it stealing, um but maybe maybe just the fact that the widget exists has 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 enabled me to be like oh, okay that's the answer like i just didn't know that you know th- this is this is just the the knowledge of the existence of the thing without actually being in a contract allows me to skip that r and d process yeah well right i mean software could be like a a big thing like software is a great example right so like microsoft word or something and i mean there's a million like word processors um, and clearly there's, you know, obviously if Microsoft could, they'd probably want to make sure that there's no like Corel uh, scribe or like open office or like any of these janky, you know, or like Google docs. Um, so they probably use the power of the state to box out their competitors. I don't, I don't think they do. I think
2: there's a reason why people use fucking Microsoft. Word. I hate word. It's there's a a reason trash. why. Yeah. But if I walk into like, there's a lot of places that if you're like, oh, here's a, here's an open office word document. They're like, what the fuck is that? No, I like open office. We're better. not in Brazil.
0: Where you? When you hit enter, you get a new line. It doesn't try <laughs> to auto format for your, for grandmother. Yeah. I think,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but you can't leave it up to regular people. Okay. So here's,
0: I got just kind of a funny anecdote for you. So, um, you know how in like every, uh, every single like word processor program, or even any program. You know how save as is like control S? Yeah. No, save as is control A. Uh, No, save as is usually control S. No, that's save. Or no, control shift S. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, okay, whatever. So you're kind of wrecking my story. But in Corel Word Perfect... Okay, start it over. Guess what? We'll we'll chop it out. So Yeah, so it's all either a variation of control S or control A in every word processor. Yeah. Yeah, Corel Word Perfect, F6. What? Yeah. I wanted to get a shirt that said F6 cuz I worked at a law firm that was too cheap to get any uh they had like this ancient like grandfather license for Corel Word Perfect, and just everything about the firm was F6. You'd be, they'd be like, "Oh, why don't you guys do this? It just makes a little more sense." And then you just go, "Oh yeah, F6." I remember I remember when Corel Draw released,
2: I think it was like version 6 and Photoshop existed at the time and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs>
0: Just give up in Corel Word, perfect, and I can see why like old guys like it. Wherever you click the cursor, the cursor appears there, and you can just type it just in the middle of the in middle of the fucking page. F (laughs) six, F (laughs) six for like anything in life that is unreasonable that you can't explain. It's just an F six, or maybe it's F seven, but the principle remains. The idea remains. So back to this uh, idea of intellectual property rights.
1: Uh, I mean, is there, so here, here's an idea. I'll just interject because this is, um, this is where uh, there's some implications that maybe can help the intuition. Uh, So you think like, Oh, well my work in creating something has to have some value and, uh, and therefore uh, through some way, there's like some right or some claim to that. Um, And, and it's actually kind of a, like a Marxist sort of idea. If, uh, you boil it down because it's really like kind of a labor theory of value like it's not it's not like the consumer that decides what is valuable it's it's some kind of like input so it's like the labor unit or something so um, labor theory of value isn't the same as the labor theory of property but you can see how one would make the jump from one to the other so like there's value in my work that i created something and i put some time into it some sweat equity, so to speak. Uh, so therefore I should have like a property right to that. And that's that's kind of a trap uh, because just like the labor theory is economically incorrect. You, um, The value of something doesn't come out of the labor somebody puts into it, contra the Marxist opinion. Um, it's actually kind of that subjective uh, personal valuation. Uh, that figures out kind of an economic value of something. Um, but on kind of that argument, the, the uh, implication just isn't there. Um, so if there is no like value in the creation um, itself, you can't make the argument that there is some value, so you should have some uh, claim to it or some property right tied to it. Um, it's like...
0: Yeah, I would kind of put it that way. Yeah, so I'd agree. Like, the value is in the product, and the value comes from the consumer who is willing to interact or transact with you in order to get
1: some benefit from your product, or get a license, or use it, or buy it. Yeah, like you see, uh, you see those uh, cases where you kind of they seem like kind of silly lawsuits, but somebody comes out and they're like, "Hey, that movie that came out five years and made a billion dollars—that was based on my idea." <laughs>
0: Well, what about all the music lawsuits with like, you know, you got some Ed Sheeran song and some oh, guy oh yeah, from the like,
1: 70s come out and he's like, man, that's... that's there's p- one bar that sounds pretty similar to a song I made. So I own that like bar of notes arranged in a certain way. Yeah. So that's like pretty atypical copyright trolling, uh, I would say. But um But we would have to side with those people if we think like... You came up with it, so there's value in that, and so therefore there's some kind of right to it. But really, the the thing that's on the one hand, if you don't create it, um, like what is there a right to? Um, somebody I, can take an idea and actually make something with it. It, it would be something. pretty ridiculous to just
0: lay claim to something because you thought of it first without actually uh, producing it. No, think about Ghostbusters and Huey Lewis's new drug. So tell me
2: about that because I don't know anything about Ghostbusters. Oh, he got uh, the guy who made that that the song. Who are you gonna call? So what happened there? Didn't he, he copy something? He copied he, like <laughs> fucking w- almost no for no copied "New Drug" by Huey Lewis. And the thing is, they wanted this like that ref. Yes. Yeah. He he literally ripped off Huey Lewis. He sued him. Huey Lewis sued him. Would we get a copyright strike for me going? Oh yeah, pretty risky. And, um, he, yeah, he lost, but okay, only, I think the Ed Sheeran guy lost too. No, no, no. The guy, Huey Lewis won. Cause the judge was like,
0: yeah, this is, oh, you ripped <laughs> this off is fucking, my song." yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, so well, who's that, uh, that is it Adam Keeley or Adam? Some there's some YouTuber guy that kind of like goes into this and it's like, okay, so like, can you, can you, uh, can you copyright C major with like, uh, you know, a diminished third? No, you can't. Like yeah, you can't. Like can you can you copyright like F sharp? You can't. It's a frequency. It's almost impossible to. But copyright. in like kind of a, you know, a more complex arrangement of notes, what's the minimal amount
2: of notes that you think is reasonable for someone as a as an artist to own or to
0: have ownership yeah, over? I, and this is the problem, right? Is like I think it's kind of a retarded path to go down to to make some arbitrary distinction and be like, "Okay, well, maybe you know, the verse sounds the same, chorus is the same, Uh, Danny California, Last Dance with Mary Jane.
1: But what if there's no distinction? Like, say somebody comes in, say you've recorded an album and you put it on the internet or whatever. And somebody goes and just takes your album puts it on CDs or something and starts selling the CDs. So the normal kind of intuition is that like, well, you can't just take my songs and sell them and make money. That's like a violation of the law. Well, but- I
0: think it's the recording,
1: right? It's the actual recording and that there's property in the
0: recording. Because that's different than, you know, like let's say, uh, you know, one of you guys like, uh, like painted a duck. And then I was like, oh, fuck, man, I got to get into this duck painting thing. And I paint and uh, I try to mimic that exact duck. So it's like a duck in a bathtub. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to put mine in a bathtub and I'm going to make it look the same, but it's going to be better so that I can sell my duck. Is that different from me just like taking your duck painting and just like reproducing it and selling it? Like, I think it is. I think it is. Like, what's a cover? Yeah, I
1: mean, and I don't, like, I think you should be able to almost... How does the cover thing work? I've always wondered about that. Because you get, like, these cover albums, you get... Or sometimes there's a bonus track on an album, and it's like a cover song. Yeah, and, like, so you, you go down to these shitty bars, and there's some crap band doing, like, cover tunes. So you and... can play live covers. It's my understanding that you can play live covers. And I could be
0: totally wrong, because it's so nebulous and confusing. I've always wondered about that. Well, so you can play a cover without uh, having to uh, like license it or pay any royalties to the original artist, which is also dubious, as we've kind of <laughs> learned, right? Uh, however, if you're going to sell a recording, uh, current law would have you make sure that you obtain the rights, and usually you've got to pay them a royalty. So, And I, th- I feel like it's 18%, but I'm probably just... So that's like my bonus out. track on my as album it, that I'm selling. As, yeah. a, as a quantity of the total work or of the entire work itself? No, I think, I th- I mean, again, I think, it, I think it depends. There's only so many distribution services. So like what, what for example, what I do, if I want to do a cover, I upload it through my distribution service. Now, this is interesting too, because the distribution service is owned, I just found this out, partially owned by Spotify. So, for their Spotify's own inability to allow you to uh, uh, directly interact as an artist with their website, you have to use these third party distributors that you also have to pay for. But that's your, the only way to get your music on Spotify. Spotify owns a uh, big chunk of these distribution companies. So why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, like I get it. They got to try to make back some of the money that they paid to uh, uh, like big artists or whatever to get them on board. Because like no one's going to want to listen to Spotify or like go on Spotify if you, like Katy Perry's not on there. You know what I mean? So in order to start the service, they had to make sure that every all, everyone's favorite artist would be on there. Because then you're like, okay, well, I'll pay 10 bucks a month to listen to Pink Floyd, you know? But I don't want to pay 10 bucks a month to listen to Lord Nikon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure maybe one person out there no, might. No, go no. Okay, get it. <laughs> can you, just back in. Can anyway, you guys so, pay me to listen to Lord on <laughs> 10 bucks a month. Uh, so, for covers, basically, so what, if, what if you so want you, to cover one
0: of his songs? Like, what's his. Yeah, so same thing. I'd, uh, so, like, I'd have to, uh, like, during the distribution upload thing, there's like a certain thing where it's like, okay, is this a cover? And then if you say yes, I, I use DistroKid, but they're all the same, like Tune Baby or, or TuneCore or CD Baby. There's a whole. a couple of. I'm pretty sure Spotify's got shares in
1: all of them. But, uh, but and if it, you were gonna cover a Lord Nikon song, you'd have to get an estrogen injection. <laughs>
0: He's, he's not in your register, bro. Come on. Uh, yeah. So then they go out and they secure the license before they'll put it on. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some shenanigans going on. Like, okay, so who owns the licensing company? They probably got to deal with the licensor to maybe take a part of what they're, they're like, oh, hey, look, we're collecting royalties for you from these guys who are covering your songs. So once, once you get a, uh, a license, I don't exactly know, but a portion of the revenue that would normally just go to the artist and to the d- distribution company for, like, collecting the royalties, a part of that goes to the original uh, publisher of that original song. But if I go, like, you know, down to open mic night and want to play, like, you know, Lord Nikon covers all night. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be so happy. Want a six set? Yeah,
2: it'd be it'd be i am I'm gonna do that one day. It's just uh it's just 40 minutes of you sitting on stage eating Captain Crunch out of a super <laughs> no, eating eating Burger King and bitching about how it costs twenty dollars to every, get a super size. Every, every third bite you look at the crowd. This costs twenty dollars. it's performance art. Do you know that this costs twenty dollars? He's a hero of our time. I had to pay 15 cents for the bag. <laughs> oh Have okay, you, so, how, how much how many? 15 cents have you been hit by since this law came into effect
1: just one so far i've There's, only been
2: asked once yeah
1: so we got a calgary bylaw which anyone who comes to visit this town is going to think we're like poverty stricken and mentally handicapped <laughs> that's because you guys are capitalist pigs and you don't understand like, i think it's a first in canada <laughs> we can't have like a bag a paper bag like you're forced to buy it. You're forced to ask for it. I saw some guy going through the drive through ahead of me and they're handing him his items individually. And I wanted to burn down the entire city. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, you know, I'm putting on a couple pounds. I've been through the drive <laughs>
0: multiple, <laughs> multiple times this week. I'm just getting into shape for your Nikon tribute album. I haven't been to Burger King, but I've been to a couple of other unmentionable <laughs> couple restaurants, a bur- couple of Burger
1: Bros. <laughs> So like they want you to take your. So first they, they shut down you, all the bags at the grocery stores. Like god forbid you get a freaking plastic bag to carry your stuff home and probably reuse at your home to dispose of nasty waste or some other practical use in your day-to-day life. Like plastic bags are really wonderful. They're great. Not to mention the fact that they are less burdensome to the environment because the inputs and resources consumed to make paper bags is absolutely ridiculous compared to plastic bags. That aside, it wasn't enough to ban the plastic bags, which by the way, that whole single-use plastic thing was defeated in court by the uh, capitalist corporate pigs who fought against it and beat the federal government. Nonetheless, that's not going to slow down the crazy people in Calgary City Council who need to fight plastic and paper bags, yeah, they're which not I even thought, plastic. I they're thought paper, paper bags were like the way of the future and they were going to save us. But no, you can't have that anymore. It's just humiliating. It's like, here, here's your, here's the nice burger you ordered that I'm handing to you with my greasy ass hand. Uh, not protecting it in any way from the cold elements of the winter. Here's a, uh, here's it's a question in a for bag. Do you really want to be handed a burger where the guy
0: was previously handling some like dirt bags, like multi-time use
1: Safeway bag with like shit no, stains on disgusting. it? it's disgusting. It's crumpled, despicable, and it's, and it's like nope. it's like going back in time. It's 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 just ridiculous, and. Um, I mean, I hope it goes away in some way. I hope it gets challenged. Like it's a huge customer service problem. Um, It's just disgusting, like using those reusable bags all the time. Like those things are like filthy. They're like the disgusting uh, virus masks that people wear that are like basically shit stained, like (laughs) disgusting, filthy masks. And these are like the equivalent of that for carrying all your stuff. Like they've, uh, plastic bags are clean. Disposable. Okay. okay. Well, here's
0: here's one of the counter arguments. It's only fifteen cents. The sky is falling. I read that on Twitter, and as some like a fiery retort, someone's like, "It's only fifteen cents." I'm owed your money, bigot. Yeah, fuck. Why do you want to give your? Why don't you want to do it? You don't have an extra fifteen cents.
1: Do it for for the environment. It's part of this like. It's part of this uh, sadistic drive within the left to just humiliate you and make your life worse and make you like suffer for some goal that they've established for, uh, you know, that's imposed upon you. It's it's like this this, is uh, a beard tax.
0: It is the beard tax. We we did a whole episode about the beard. That you need to tax beards. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an arbitrary thing where you're like, I'm just going to, you know, if you want to have a beard, it's going to be 25 cents. Ten bucks a month, buddy. Let's go.
1: Well, they turn their pockets. Like, it's just amazing the crusades that these people go on. Like, how did this thing even start? And Yeah, um, who won it? I mean, it's just crazy. Who like, voted for it? Well, so that's a good question. Going back to the last civic election,
0: like, how did we get handed
1: this council? Because like, how did this happen? The so-called, for lack of a better term, more right-leaning candidates had divided votes, whereas everything on the more left-oriented side converged around like they they control their situation like they don't allow competitors they've chosen their designated ruler it's giotti and she's gonna she's gonna get the leftist attention but the right naturally tends to be a little more fragmented and um difficult that way so you know it's just divide and conquer it's uh one side converges around one option and the other ones are scattered around other options.
2: It's because there was a unifying political action committee. No
1: big And, in, in, and in big cities, big cities also, of course, tend to be more left um, for a variety of reasons. Um, and that's why we have these crazy left oriented city councils that um, are just out of control. But, you know, political power is very concentrated in cities. Um, the more inner city you get, the more leftist it gets and there's just this natural tendency in the way the whole system is oriented, where you get even in, even in a place like Alberta, like a province like Alberta, we've got the most uh, conservative province in the country. But you look at the big cities, the governments of the big cities, like Edmonton, is just insane, and then Calgary's barely better. Do you think Calgary's better than Edmonton? Oh, for sure, undoubtedly. Well, just look at I the can provincial, provincial a, I results. I can get Edmonton is a hundred percent NDP and it's the seat of government though that's where the big provincial government employees are we know they're the worst voters um they just tend to be very um uh orange leaning we'd say in our context and then calgary has more of a, we get the a money, corporate money business orientation and that counts a lot but you look at even how like that provincial election broke down it's really like strongest Conservative slash right leaning in the southeast part of the city, um, inner city, and kind of the other quadrants are more left leaning, and it's it's a problem. But just something about the urban world is left wing by nature, and like you can see it in every way, whether it's the virus panic and the way people behave, rurally versus urban, even in big, uh, you know, conservative Alberta. Um, so many just other aspects of it all the the fact that they could even propose this um crazy paper bag bylaw and all that i don't um, even think they proposed not, it not just they propose just
0: implemented it, it. yeah yeah. Like yeah it just of course. But it's like
1: who asked for it is always the question with these things like and it's because the shorter answer is your betters exactly and they are so confident about their right and moral Sanction to rule over others and make decisions for them that they don't even think twice about these things. Um, I think it's... Like I said, I think it's like sadistic. It is sadistic. And that's why... That's why, you know, um, Colonel Ladine would argue that like Marquis de Sade is like the... Um, is like kind of the icon of modern leftism. It is inherently sadistic. It wants to like crush other people. It wants to humiliate them. It wants to make them bend the knee. It wants like kiss their feet. What good is a sword left in its scabbard, dude? What
2: good is power if it's not exercised? For any reason. You know, not just for the good, but like to remind you every time you get well, yourself
1: a burger. So, so that's the thing. Like um, a virtuous person with power isn't looking to crush other people. Like power, of course, is a, a problem because it can corrupt you. But um, somebody who has power who, you know, feels envy or lacks virtue, they they want to destroy, they want to punish. If you're a virtuous person with power, you want to, um, you know, help and you're not going to be sadistic or punishing to those below you.
0: And that's why they'll never be voted for. So do, do you think there's actually like uh, some sort of like, um, uh, Maybe not noble, but like do you think there's actually any semblance of like good intentions behind some of this stuff? Or do you think it's uh I don't know, like do you think it's uh do you think it's just like uh hey, fuck you, you know, I hate your McDonald's, you poor piece of my, shit. My non schizo uh, Yeah, is, is it, the is first it non-schizo? like what about like the,
2: <coughs> the like EVs by twenty thirty five? Like mice. what the f- my schizo interpretation is that it's just about rubbing their balls in your face and just being like, Oh, you want a burger? Oh.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's like a tea bag thing. Cause it's like, well, I get to go to fancy fine dining in a French restaurant. There are no bags there. It's more environmentally friendly, but you know, God forbid you want a double cheeseburger. Fuck the plebs, man. Or, or maybe it's like, maybe it's a ploy to be like, okay, dude, you're getting too many burgers. You need a bag for all of them. Like, shouldn't you just be able to just get handed your
1: burger? Oh, that's a bit. Burgers yeah don't even give me a box with the big Mac just <laughs> just put your dirty hand on my sandwich and hand it to me there's there's this scene in a uh, can give versus- me each french fry individually <laughs> with your hand oh you just get banned immediately like I'm sure
0: they're I'm sure these these stores are already pissed off oh totally. It's total
2: pain that's, in the ass that's where them. the balls in the face comes back through. <laughs> so it's like I own 3 McDonald's in the the downtown core and somebody's like, "Oh, balls in your face." So there's,
0: there's there's an episode of Kenny versus Spenny and it's just like uh who can piss off more people and one of Spenny's bad ideas is he's in like this ice cream truck and he's making people these really shitty ice cream cones. Yeah. You know, like normally go to get like an ice cream and it's like a nice DQ, you know, like nice juicy. Well, he's just like kind of farting it in, being like, here you go, like $10. (laughs) And there's this big fat guy in a suit. He's like, he's like, oh, I'd like, and he's like, well, what flavor do you want? He's like, well, I want uh, uh, chocolate and vanilla. And he's like, it's swirl. (laughs) And so he like, he like, he pours a little bit and he hands it to him. And, uh, and, and and the guy's like, can I like can I get a little more? Like, it's just a little bit. And Spenny like pushes it back at him and it fucking goes all over the guy's suit. It's a pretty classic <laughs> moment, but I can see some guy like going to a McDonald's and and then being like, you know, you, uh, sir, would you like the bag for 15 cents? And he's like, no, I got a greasy bag in the car here you can use. And then gets to the drive-thru and just shoves this greasy, like throws it through the drive-thru menu. Here, take this bag. He's like, no, just put it in my pocket, you fucking idiot. So how, I, I mean,
1: And And this is, it's like the concentration camp mentality where the Nazis are making their prisoners carry rocks from one end of the camp to another for no reason other than to make them do it. It's to enhance your misery. It's to make you know who your masters are. It's like it's not it doesn't even have to explicitly be their goal, but it's like kind of the animating spirit behind like all this stuff. It's it's this tyrannical mentality. It's like the busybody mentality. They cannot leave you alone. Goes back to this whole thing like, you know, some people just want to grill. Leave me alone, man. Some people are not going to leave you alone. Their goal in life is not to leave you alone. That argument will fail on these people. They want you to do what they command. So
0: here's the inevitable kind of question. That's what the virus
1: thing was all about. Like, look at all the the theater we participated in. It was partly humiliating, partly just an extra size of like vulgar power. I've been
2: thinking about that a lot. I think it was actually uh, like- Like a test? No, think about like what a true government could do, like a real government. You think a real government has any fucking problem locking down its borders? No. Not at all. And like China couldn't even do it. Everyone was like, oh my God, everything's controlled over there. They're on your phone. They're upping your shit.
1: You have a credit score. Of, well, they had very uh, controlled internal borders, but they were happy letting people fly around pretty, internationally. Pretty interesting, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, and
2: they they knew they were literally building, you know, taking government money from the United States, building bioweapons down there. And, uh, you know, they can't even, they can't even. Just close the door. They can't even do that. And so they're like, oh, fuck, man. If people found out that we did this, we paid for it, we made it. Uh, and that at some point, because now they're t- they're like, oh, yeah, they got these uh, uh, ACE2 receptor fucking humanized mice that if you- they catch this cold, they're fucking dead. 100% mortality. Everybody's fucking beaten off because they're like, man, fuck, this is awesome. Like, they're gonna do it again. They're gonna they're gonna fucking lock it all down. Is like, that disease X? That's disease X, buddy. Is there and, is there a thing such as disease X? There is, and it will be made, and that's it. So was this done like Is is this another like, thing though,
0: like the bird which is the bald eagle? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like does it matter whether they made it and it got out or they made it and they let it out? It doesn't really matter. But they they were they couldn't stop it. Like all governments can't even do basic fucking things okay, well, that so we consider
0: authoritarian. They can't even fucking yes, do that, but, but this, they can make you wear a fucking mask. But, We're in control. Well, hold on. So, But this is interesting because uh, I'm constantly let down by like the pessimism of watching these like authoritarian, you know, type moves by like, you know, all like all governments. But I always come back to something, uh, that one of my friends here has always kind of drummed into me. And that's the ineptitude of government, no matter what happens. So we saw during COVID, and this is like kind of interesting. So I got two examples that I think will be kind of interesting for you both. So one of them was, okay. So like the mask and the COVID, the just the general COVID mandate. So you saw legions of people just voluntary, voluntarily sign up for this stuff. But one thing that was really interesting in Alberta. Is, you know, for example, there's a ton of restaurants who are like, no, I'm not going to close. And the government's like, oh, you better. Like, you have no idea what's coming down on you. Two years later, no convictions. <laughs> and like, just get, and they threw, like, they threw, you know, the director of special prosecutions, like their top dog lawyer against, like, one of the greatest examples is the whistle stop, right? Like, They're like you. can't open your restaurant. He's like, I'm having a rock concert. (laughs) (laughs) You want to come? And they're like, you can't do it. We're gonna come and we're gonna like shut you down. He's like, he's like, I'm also having a cookout movie. (laughs) Like, how about that? Like, we're gonna have a protest cookout. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're gonna shut you down. Acquitted of all like nine (laughs) charges. Acquitted because of government ineptitude. So here's another thing that wasn't just just government. Yeah. Hmm. But you can do the actually A good legal system would have fucking probably not. No, I don't know because I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of technical considerations, advocacy, rules of evidence. So it's a little more complicated than I'm letting on. But, but here we just gotta get no. Right okay, of those. so here's the other that. example that I think is actually really funny. Okay, so COVID's at the height. Uh, the federal mandates come in saying that you can't cross the border if you're not vaccinated. Wham! Uh, you know, like ha- like a ha- hundred truckers clog the border right and they're like and they're like oh you guys better not block the border like we're the government we'll remove you yeah or what they have no gear to remove <laughs> that many trucks on the highway so it's, it's like as you know they sent down like the you know the heavy uh, urban the military uh, yeah like everybody right yeah. so it's my understanding, and again, I could be wrong, could be speculation, but I've got uh, a little bit of knowledge, maybe maybe not as much as I'd like, but um, apparently the only gear that the government has to remove that much shit from the highway. Is a bomb? No. Well, I mean, yeah, but but like non-destructively, like they're not going to be, because <laughs> you even saw on Twitter, people are like, just blow them up just or something, them. like yeah. just get them, like they just wanted, get them, dude. Um, so the only thing that they had were like two ancient uh, vehicles that they use for like pulling broken down tanks out of like the ditch on maneuvers. And I think they had like two of them up in like a uh, cold lake or something. And they're like, well, we better bring these uh, tank maintenance vehicles down to move this up. But they're like totally incapacitated. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, they were done. And here's the whole thing is even if you arrest all the drivers, their stuff is still on the highway. So for all the money in Canada, all the money in Alberta, Uh, a couple of guys and some big heavy trucks basically kind of won the day
1: despite helicopters, tack units, armies. It doesn't take that much resistance because it's, I mean, the government's always in the minority. It doesn't really have as many resources as could be marshaled against it. Um, It's just the, you know, the mob or the people or the, the resistance is always kind of fragmented and um, it's very risky, especially at the margin. Like, If you're the first guy to resist, you might be in trouble. But if you're the only truck, they might be able to get you. But like, look what happened in Ottawa,
0: right? Where, okay, they actually do have like uh, semi-truck. The guys in Alberta, nobody would help them in Ontario they had to promise them anonym, like anonymity and like indemnities and like they're like well we'll protect you we'll put stuff over your vehicle so no one knows who you legendary. are legendary <laughs> uh and and cuz cuz no one wanted to do it uh, at first but um i i guess here's the whole thing is like the the government's answer to this has been subterfuge and propaganda and trying to prevent uh the like these types of uprisings against them so how do how do those principles get applied to like the fifteen cent
1: bag thing? Well, there's uh, we talk about this a lot. It's like where do you draw the line? It's really hard to predict where people will in fact draw I'm that line. But it, it's it's the basic you know kind of public choice problem. It's uh, there's a lot of people who have a lot to gain for doing something, even if it's only like the wielding of power, which is for some people a, a great pleasure in itself. Um, there might not be any, you know, financial benefit per se, but even power is like a drug to some people. Uh, for most of the victims, it's just kind of the economic calculation. Like it's not worth it for me to put my time into this and fight it. And they don't even know how to fight it. Even if they wanted to, they can,
2: yeah, they can just boycott, like, Cook your own meal, fatty. Like look at look at the <laughs> federal
1: look, look at the federal the federal that, ban. So look at the federal ban. It wasn't fought by so the single-use plastic ban, which Ottawa and the eco-terrorist environment minister are so proud of. Um, like you can't have a plastic fork, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't like the masses rising up against it. Who fought it in court? It was big plastic. <laughs> You know our 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 evil capitalist overlords or whatever, but they they did a great service. I mean, I don't know how it's all going to pan out, but they fought it in court, and and it's because again, because the economic incentive for them is there. It's not like the average dude who has their job, their family, et cetera, et cetera, all their stuff going on. They don't, they can't go fight. A single-use plastic ban in court—they have to. It's like a natural disaster closing in on it. They can't reason with it. They can't argue with it. It just comes at them. It's like an earthquake or a hurricane. But if you're big business, there's a big economic incentive there. It's like, hey, we should fight this because it's better for us for this not to happen. They can bring their huge resources to bear. Um, they do exercise, you know, some power and some influence in the system that just regular people don't have. At the city level, it's gonna be very difficult because is big plastic gonna step in to fight for our uh our uh our situation against Jayati? No,
0: but that's one, that's one of the things I think is like super interesting about uh like, you know, some of the smaller guys like Democracy Fund, who just hire like little lawyers to go and you know, try to t- and just, just throw them in. Yeah. Throw like, you know, a couple thousand bucks and just try to topple the giant with like some shrewd lawyering. Like it's happened before crowdfunding is a mechanism, but like, here's the whole thing is if someone was raising an initiative and I'll just be honest, if someone was like, Hey, we're, we're raising money to fight the paper thing. Can, <laughs> can I have some of your money? I'd probably just do the math and go, okay, well, how many bags is that going to cost? And like, it's 15 cents. Sounds like a pain. I got to like give you my credit
1: card so uh, and it's part of the you burn your paper bag it's part the of a basic of the problem we have where um like you're not going to get paid back by the fight per se like the fight itself has to kind of gain some value like the the act of interfering with these tyrannical maniacs has to kind of have some value and it's it's almost like the idea like you know you plant the tree but you're not going to Sit in its shade because few generations down, like that's going to be a benefit someone else has. So it's it's kind of like you need a this sort of long term vision and uh, kind of see a value in the resistance itself because the outcome itself, like you say, it's okay. You know, maybe it's going to cost me ten dollars in bags per year and the inconvenience of being. I want napkins. I want straws. I want uh, sucks, ketchups and man. I want. A paper bag for my food. Yeah who every wants time you go through the drive thru. Affirmative consent for cutlery. Affirmative Fuck. consent. You must ask for consent. Yeah. Can I kiss you? Who wants to hug you? Can I have a fork can I touch your hair? I okay. Hope. So I've seen a lot Can like, I touch your hip? Can I have a cup? Twitter is probably the
0: uh, Twitter is probably like a a very very like bizarre distortion on the pulse of like mainstream public opinion. Like, well, no, but I mean, you know, for example, so (laughs) so, so, someone posted something. Someone was like, someone was someone got all uh, like hot and bothered. I think he's like a CJ ninety two DJ or like some some, like old boomer guy who's like angry. He posted a bunch of like shit emojis and he's like, wait, is CJ ninety two the rock station or is it the university station? That's CJSW. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. So CJSW is the university station. CJ ninety two was basically known as the the Nickelback station for like (laughs) as long as they were cool and Creed. (laughs) It's the same terrestrial radio boomers. (laughs) Yeah, like. yeah but uh anyway so this guy's like hey, i only cool? listen to 660 to get fucked yeah okay so anyway this guy's angry he's cj 92 dj guy he's like upset he's like what the hell's going on here this man burger king 15 <laughs> cents and the litany of people in the comments that are like it's only 15 cents and people are like, don't you care about the
1: environment like so see and that's the thing with this whole like progressive mentality there's no limit to anything there's no cutoff point to any of it like you can always be more quote unquote progressive it's like safety right it's like you can always be more safe everything you can do could be more safe where do you draw the line like how do you decide what's safe enough or what's like not worth the extra safety it's the same thing with progressivism though but like if someone says well you don't want it to be safe you don't want uh And interestingly, like when you ask people who do dangerous jobs, like, would you rather make more money or be more safe? Like, more money. (laughs) And it's the same. (laughs) It's this progressive attitude too, where like there's no rational limit because, um, like, where do you where do you cut it off? Where's the principle? So what's the underlying? So you you may
2: have had to uh, make a couple of these arguments, but like considering where our our uh, rhetoric and logic has gone over the past say 10 or 15 years have you ever had to do anything that revolved around the concept or idea of reasonableness is this like is there any wiggle room left on the concept or idea of reasonableness as it applies to the courts
0: well no it's like totally distorted the something. reasonable man yeah it's it's but it, but it's gone from the reasonable man on the subway to uh, the woke man. Uh, yeah, to kind of like whatever the the, you know the judge, I guess, decides is reasonable. but it's gone it's gotten so far from that original old English common law standard. Um, but it's justified under this in the same in the same vein, right? So they're go, like, oh, yeah, the reasonable man would uh loves diversity, equity, inclusion. Like, who are you, you racist? Yeah, it's like it's a non-contradictory argument. Ergo, it's fucking reasonable. It's like, no, that's not what that means. So this is like part of the like wider, like and uh like sinister uh infection of every aspect and institution in our lives of this, like of like the I hate to kind of, you know, like say like the woke mind virus, because that's maybe like a little too buzzy I, what you I, call it. I think Leftist we all know cult. what
2: that word means
0: and it works really good. Like, so like saying groomer, like we all know what that means. I think the virus analogy is like, um, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I kind of, uh, uh, gained that understanding from some of James Lindsay's stuff who, uh, who I actually think is out of all of these kind of like right wing pundit guys or like kind we've of, we've had this argument. He's, he's a left winger. He's a lefty. How? I, I've I've heard this on he's a previous a liberal, episode. If you, like, if you like, listen to my
2: if you listen to my podcast, you'd already yeah know. I, I do. <laughs> he,
0: he, he, he's just a classical liberal, isn't he? Like exactly, he,
1: but he's a minarchist. He's a sort of classical liberal, but not like a John Locke type or like a Lord Acton or something like that. He's like a kind of modern liberal. Like he, he's a 90s he's liberal. He's really you know pro civil rights, pro. He's just one of these guys like the left went too far for my tastes and kind of descended into Crazy Town. So but he's still part of the same stream. So it's like, I mean, he's he I actually, seems I a little actually quite more like him than in that. a lot of ways because he he digs into like the sources of what's behind like this enemy we face, which I think is actually useful. Some people think, uh, you know, you don't need to read these like old philosophers and stuff, but I think he does a good job actually going back and reading these sources and what's kind of like motivating these because everyone, I I think it's Keynes who says, uh, you know, every, everyone is basically like a mouthpiece for some dead philosopher. Like there's some undercurrent of ideas that's coming through you. And James Lindsay's good at articulating that, but on his own ideological basis, he's not fundamentally opposed to like the leftist Program per se, it's just kind of faster than he would prefer. His he's more concerned about the right wing, but he is an important or a useful ally to the I would counterculture. Call, I would call him a reactionary asset. That seems fair. Uh, but anyway, what were you saying about him before?
0: Well, like, I I kind of think he's uh, I I think he is more hardcore than just being like like I don't think he's a lefty. I I think I think um and and obviously the biggest issue is people are like oh you're either on the left and you're like a marxist or you're on the right and you're a fascist uh but they're obviously just different versions of the big state kind of authoritarian and that's left to me that's the real left not the you know oh those libs man the libs on the left Uh, what's bill maher then yeah what well he's Bill Maher is just like your classical boomer, boomer like Trudeau, like, or no, like John uh, Kerchan like liberal. liberal, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's, in, a American he's like version. a Clintonian.
1: Well, friend. So the thing is with these guys, like Bill Maher is a good example, but these guys are like, um, like they can't understand like how we got here. Like, oh, these crazy leftists. I, I might be a liberal, but I'm not like these crazy people. But it's like, well, how did you get to that point? It's because it's kind of liberalism even in a classical sense kind of opens the floodgates. Um, it it like creates that um, opportunity for the progressive or the leftist cult to move in because it can't structurally kind of keep it out. Um, so it, it's it's the natural consequence of their ideas, and they don't see that in principle, they don't really differ from it. Um, it's just almost like a personal preference, like,, um, oh, well, liberalism went as far as I'm happy with. Uh, why do you have to go farther? And it's like, well, it doesn't stop with you. It <laughs> keeps going. Like, you've, you've boys, set it up. We're, we're done. Pack her up. <laughs> <laughs> no more laws. And so, like, someone like him, they might complain about uh, one crazy person or another, but they don't have any principled argument against it because they've already kind of conceded the general point. Um, and, well, then, well, and then, well, again, there's Lindsay no limit hasn't, at that though, point. Right? Well, I think he kind of has a similar problem. Like where again, it's like they went too far for James Lindsay's preference. But what's what gives you the principle to establish a cutoff point? And I don't think even classical liberalism allows for that. That's kind of the weakness of classical liberalism. Well, it allows for the state
0: and the state. The 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 very nature of the state is in its in and of itself progressive.
1: Well, especially, I mean democracy especially like it's always going to tend towards like a certain direction it's like yarvin says uh cthulhu always moves left only moves left like it's like entropy it's like it's inherently destructive um you need to have some kind of resistance or you need to have some way to like maintain a certain order otherwise you like it falls apart like Things don't just run themselves, so to speak. Like, you can't just have like a constitution that enforces itself. It requires a certain like society or a certain kind of uh, infrastructure of values and character in the society. Otherwise, it necessarily breaks down. It's like entropy. Cthulhu always moves left. It doesn't move the other direction.
2: And you would think that the courts are that bastion. You think the courts are are the thing that like says this far, no further,
0: dude. Yeah, but the problem is, is, that they're just a big apparatus. They're just another wing of the state, right? And uh, I had a really uh, uh, interesting experience with uh, private arbitration and private mediation, which actually I have a almost maybe not more of an experience than with the courts, but it seems to almost be when there's private parties who don't have endless money to throw behind some fight or whatever they've decided is their issue that they want to go to the mats on. Um, it costs people money, right, to adjudicate stuff. And even if you're right, it has a wear on you too because it's it's super expensive. Uh, and being made whole of whatever the wrong was against you, uh, you're still going to be out because you got to pay for the adjudication process. But private mediators seem, at least in my estimation, to do a better, uh, better job and, and private ar- arbiters, I suppose, because the parties have to voluntarily pick the guy. And then they're like, okay, he's the guy. This is his reputation. He's fair. Uh, and of course, he's selling a product, right? He's a fair, uh, fair and wise arbiter. Yeah. And he makes good decisions. He can't be bought. He can't be bargained with. He can't be... Re- well, I guess he can reason with. <laughs> he's a with Terminator. Him. Um, but yeah. those outcomes... Well, that's what he's selling. Yeah, the the courts are very different, and, and and I mean, in uh, you know, you know, philosophically and, and ideologically speaking, i consider myself to be a paleo libertarian, uh, but again, it's rooted mostly in hardcore intellectual theory. Uh, practically speaking, I don't think we're ever going to see society in which the state does not exist. So how do you, I mean, you know, if you're a libertarian, how, I mean, how do you even go about, and, and maybe that's James Lindsay's kind of, uh, you know, kind of fallback, uh, fallback position, right? Is okay. The perfect world's probably never going to exist, or maybe not the perfect world, but like the, uh, you know, the uh, apodictic, uh, you know, paleo, like libertarian kind of philosophy will never exist. How do we get by with a state? And that was kind of the idea, I suppose, of the classical liberals when they, you know, founded the United States, right? They're like, okay, well, the government's got a limited role, but they still saw the government to have some sort of a role. But the government always wants to get more massive. So what do you do? I want answers. Get a king.
1: You guys suck, man.
0: You get a you king, guys, man. You guys are...
1: Every government is Wendy's. kind of by its nature limited. Get in some private way. arbiter. There was, was
0: no government now. before the Europeans arrived in Canada. Like, weren't the aboriginals
1: the perfect government? They had <laughs> their own set of problems. Um, I mean... You it, mean, was, it was great if you're a member of
0: the winning tribe. You mean you weren't, uh, it wasn't like Pocahontas. I've seen like a few uh, movies, like, wasn't it just... Dude, um, it was it was exactly like Avatar. They were yeah, just running around. Yeah, wasn't it like super free, abundance and free of, uh, yeah, like super, no violence? And free of sin, There was sin. no you, Disney cartoon. <laughs> there was no sin until the white man showed up. Yeah, so just going back to this, like, kind of, um, you know, it, it's more of like a, just to try to, like, reconcile uh, theory with pragmatism and like just trying to exist today without wanting to throw yourself into the Glenmore reservoir. So how do you guys do it? I'm kind of curious. Well, like not throw myself like, well, I mean, it's always great to be like, okay, well, you know, uh, like I'm not, I'm never going to smash the state as it were. Um, and yeah, so if there's a policy that reduces interference in the market, I'm going to support that. I don't care what jersey is behind it or what team is behind it. And if anyone brings about something retarded, like 15 cent plastic bags, I'm not going to support it. Um, but like at, at some point as we get older and we like kind of make our way towards our inevitable end, you've got to be like kind of just accept like, okay, we
1: you're, you know, a,
2: you're, a, you're a fucking foreigner in your own country. You don't get the right or you don't have the emotional buy-in to to meddle in their local politics. Basically, this is beyond you. It doesn't matter. You know, it's the cost of doing business, right? So it's you you basically say like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a visitor to this land and who the locals elect is none of my fucking concern. Like how does it affect me? Like, oh, I got to pay 15 cents for uh a paper bag now, like fuck. I just move I on hate from these locals. Like, well,
0: I hate it, but it took me about three seconds to be like, okay, it's 15 cents. Like, you know, and uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm good. 15 cents. You know what? Like, I, I don't like it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull my hair out over it. I don't, I don't fucking, care. I assume an alternate identity and shit post on Twitter. Yeah. Like, that's a good idea. Like, have you, when was the last time that you like ragged on Lord Nikon? Uh, Well, this would be the first of this year. He just released an album. Is it good? I don't know. I haven't listened to it.
2: Do you think he supports the state? Yeah, he's like a communist, man. But he's really concerned about how much his burger can cost. You think he'd pay the 15 cent tax?
0: No, like 15 cents is tiny compared to the $20 supersized burger meal. Do you see a picture of the meal he was getting? What was on it? I don't know. Like, how's he like? Like a triple burger and like an oversized fries and like, uh, like I don't know, Fanta drink or something. They get twenty dollars. Oh man, that is. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But that's more because he's like, even for fast food, this is really expensive. And he like, it doesn't even remotely occur to him that it might be monetary inflation that caused that the prices to go
1: up. Just
0: take less money, fucking corpos.
1: Can I just interject on this inflation no. thing for a second? Yeah. <laughs> so some people really piss me off the stupid shit they say. Pardon my language. But this inflation thing, like, you see this kind of with kind of crime statistics too. But basically, people saying, so say we had like 5 or 7% inflation or whatever. And then they're like, uh, oh, now it's down to 2 Uh Our government's doing a great job. And... This drives me crazy because it basically ignores the level you're at now. So let's say you can do it with crime. Like say my city has 100 murders a year. Say it doubles to 200 murders per year. And then the next year it goes to 220 murders per year. So it goes, it's relative so to goes the up population. So it goes up 100% murders. Then it goes up 10%. They'd be like, well, it's down. Like the murders are down. Crime's down. Tough on crime. Crime is up. It's just the rate <laughs> of increase has slowed down significantly. And that's that's what they're doing with inflation. This is what, the way they're trying to hoodwink you or put the shucks on the roofs. And this is driving me crazy. So let's say we had 10% inflation for a year or whatever. Then it goes it down to 5%. It was three years. Then it goes like down to three. Like, oh, well, inflation is down again. But but we are have a lower level of inflation on a higher base, right? Like the higher... Um, so if price levels are 100 Goes up to 120, and then it only goes up 120 to 122 the next year. You're still, you're just at a smaller rate of increase on like a way higher level, right? So say all your housing prices double. And then they only go up another ten percent the next year. They're like, see, it's uh, inflation's way down, and then you're supposed to be encouraged by this. But the level itself uh, that your rate of increase is applied to has gone way, way up. So when they like these shills for Ottawa and like the Trudeau government saying, oh, they've got inflation under control, and it's, it's like, okay, they've lowered the rate of inflation. Well, really, the central the velocity bank. Velocity of inflation. They've lowered the rate of inflation, but that's after the price levels have already gone up. Like. The, the cost of living in Canada is really bad right now. It's basically an inflation issue, right? But I can't stand the arguments or the, I don't, maybe it shouldn't like get me so bent out of shape, but just shills and idiots who try to make us thankful that, hey, we've got one of the lowest inflation rates in the G7 or like. It's not you know, even so West. much shilling. It's more just like spin doctoring, right? Yeah. You're like, and, and all politicians do this, whether it's like the.
0: no, these the, are people on Twitter. Or just
1: this people, the, or these are like the corporate media people. Oh, okay. These are uh Twitter people, these are social media Rachel clowns. Uh, these, so let's have a quick uh conversation about Rachel. Gilmore. I don't know <laughs> so if I like, can, I might have to leave the dude, room. You're gonna have <laughs> a a stroke. Imagine,
2: imagine if she took like imagine she was like on the finance, she was desk, in a picture with that, desk that of a global Saskatchewan
1: news? trans activist and they looked very similar. <laughs> is that rude to say? No, that you're, I think you're allowed to say that. Hang on, hang on. Does she have a Does she have a job? No. Twitter and TikTok is her job. Okay, so and she has a musician boyfriend. Yeah, but
0: here's my philosophy. So, like, we all know this stuff. Like, okay, well, one, uh, this is a side tangent. Has anyone
1: seen a picture of the boyfriend? I imagine him to look yes, like I have. Lloyd, and Lord I have. and he looks like granola, like Antifa. Do you, does he, wear, and he's a musician, does he, does he wear a, have you heard his
0: music? I guess that he put out next. like
1: one song in three years and Rachel is very proud of him. I want, Banger? I
0: want to listen to you. Can.
1: It. You can, it's like an Instagram. You can go find it. I, oh, I can I, show it yeah, to you Yeah, sure. oh, show it to me. I'm totally it's, keen. It's the link. Okay. So I guess,
0: I guess the, I guess the other question is, is because I've got this theory, uh, you, you guys have heard of like press progress, right? Yeah. Like, the, unfortunately, they exist. So, are they just funded? They're basically funded by unions, aren't they? Like, all, all the all, the all unions kinds of just like anyone you hate probably gives money to them. Yeah. But I mean, they're kind of like the rebel of the left, aren't they? Or like <laughs> true north. Well, they are, aren't they? Like, they're mm-hmm. like, are they, I feel like they're more institutional.
2: Um,
1: so, they're is, not just, they're not like, it's like a commanding control. media. Aren't they kind of like a think tank yeah, sort of thing like as a well? Com-
2: command and control kind of thing. It's like uh, the, the Cato Institute mixed with something else. I don't yeah. think, like, do? I don't
1: like Rachel Notley to hire people out of press progress of to consult would. on things. Like, I think they're more than just a media thing. I think it's a, yeah, I might be confused. I might be confused. Like they, they do publish like, uh, they do. like conservative hit piece, like yeah. like news. I think it's right. like media matters kind of thing yeah. in the States. Correct. The record. So
0: uh, here, here, so here's what I think is because I mean, uh, unless Rachel Gilmore is like on welfare and just like getting free money, I bet that she's currently like privately funded to just uh, like sit on, uh, you know, TikTok and probably Facebook or whatever. Didn't she like get like blocked on Facebook for posting something and it was like this big
1: outrage? Mm -hmm. Apparently, she's. um, I don't keep up with her day to day. uh, I check. I think think she's like got some affiliation with some like center, some university like center for media values or some it's some university of ottawa thing or university of toronto thing. she's I poisoned, exactly. though. like no legacy like dinosaur media is ever going to hire her. you know she's yeah. trying to be the wave of the future like tiktok journal so i guess i slash activist here's something that i wanted to get your guys's kind of pulse on because let's um, not be too mean to her because she's mentally ill she, she's crazy.
0: No. So this next thing has nothing to do with Rachel Notley. So this is more like a general, like kind of uh, you know, checkup and where are we at? You know what I mean? So, um, and and again, I think it's so hard to get a, a get kind of like an accurate accurate snapshot, like by reading Twitter, because it's such a microcosm of just like no, mad it's, cases it's from it's everywhere. Great, dude. I, I, don't get me wrong, I
1: like it. So I get here. here here's the big question: it's the voice of our times. It's, it's it's the unfortunately, oracle. It's the oracle it is the oracle. So it's it's like divination. Like you instead of casting lots or reading the intestines or whatever, you go to Twitter and like try to divine the <laughs> the spirit the chicken of the bones, age, dude. Um, Try to define the future.
0: Okay, that raises a couple of other interesting points that I wanted. Uh, that I wanted actually uh, uh, one of my friends here to answer. But the first thing is, and this is more just kind of general. Uh, people talk about this quite a bit, but we're now we're like taking a bird's eye view. Uh, it seems to be kind of at least my feeling and my perspective, uh, and maybe that of others, that the pendulum is kind of starting to swing back on the insanity. Cope. The, Cope. The, well, yeah, totally right. Cope. Like. Um, because I, I, I mean, the evidence might kind of show that, okay, you know, the courts are starting to be infected with the mine virus. Like there's, um, you have to,
2: uh, add federal rules, federal court, give me your pronouns, give me the pronunciation, your name, and whether you want to acknowledge a land treaty.
0: Yeah. I'm going to run into that soon and I'm going to. I don't know. I I kind of want to give like a land acknowledgement to the colonial settlers <laughs> and the, and and the like hard work. Like I wonder what they'd say. Like because land uh, land acknowledgements have uh, like prerogative now. So like anybody can make them, and if you want to give them, then I think you're allowed to. I think that's what that's what that would mean. It's like a symbolic. But I don't think they put any criteria on what a land acknowledgement is. So Do you, they, they just should
1: pick they one. just assume you know the correct answer (laughs) pick pick, pick
2: whatever agreement the fucking
1: british broke when they fucking yeah like i
0: i mean here's the other thing though is like i I, i've got kind of an aversion to like kind of the jackass thing where you're like oh yeah you want this well like uh, watch watch how, in watch how clever i am in my retort and i i i just kind of don't really want to participate what if you just said
2: i'd like to thank the the king for usage of his lands
0: uh, yeah, I mean, King Charles, you could, but, but I mean, I guess here's the other thing is I don't really want to like, I don't really want to cause a stir who when fucking, I'm trying to, fucking cares? well. my client might, if no, I'm no, no, to no, 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 I'm saying like it gets no value to you and it's just like, you're not going to win. And I'd, I'd almost just rather ignore it and pretend. I think that's even just better leave than, it blank dude. Yeah. Just leave it blank. So I get. I guess here's the, I mean, let's just, let's just return. Do you guys think that there is a pendulum swing or do you think we're just
1: spiraling into the abyss of hell? yeah I'm getting a nod. yeah, I think it's a society or a civilization in decline for sure. so you, it's it might be a bumpy road down, and there will be deceleration at points, but um, you know, I think the battle was lost long ago, so it's you can only create kind of um, resistance at the edges, uh, which I don't get me wrong, I think that's valuable, and I think that's important to slow things down or impede things. There is a lot of value in that, even if it's not, you know, ultimate victory, but, you know, the, the tide of history is definitely against us. Okay. Here's a uh, counter argument. Although, uh,
0: I mean, I, 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 it's, it's interesting, right? Cause again, it's all a matter of uh, kind of more like perspective and like time horizon. So, okay. Take, uh, you know, cavemen and like tribalism to, you know, uh, I don't know. You can buy a, buy a vehicle for, you know, $20,000 and you've got like independent freedom and internal combustion engines. Like, wouldn't you say that maybe on the broader, uh, scale of humankind, despite some of the political issues, uh, humankind is always better tomorrow than they were the day before. No. No, would you rather, would you rather have
2: an iPhone in the year 2020 or have an iPhone in the year 1950?
0: Uh, I'd probably rather have an iPhone in 1950 because then you're like one up on everybody.
2: Yeah, but, but I but mean... Here, what is it about 1950 that is more appealing than 2020? I don't know. Like, I, I look back at... I think
0: you know. I oh, Well, of course. Of, of, of course. Like, it's just everybody a little bit knows. more like traditional and a little bit more like kind of... A high-trust society. Yeah, totally. I, but, but I even see the 90s as that. You know what I mean? Like... I think we're children and... But people also have this like nostalgia, right? Are yeah. we are are we not better off today than we were in
1: like 1994 or like 1950 or like 1810 if you and materially tech, in a yeah. lot of ways but is that the end of the story i i mean i don't know it's kind yeah. of an existential question like i'm just trying to i think we're spiritually life. more impoverished than we've been in a long time materially we're quite well off like we're very comfortable we just went through minus 35 a week of it and we lived in comfort. We didn't die instantly. I hit a button and my car started.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I, I hit a, a knob and old. my house got
0: warmer. <laughs> so, so, so do you think that, okay. So, so maybe, maybe if things were on uh, uh, a more liberal trajectory that maybe the uh, acceleration of the process of civilization would be, uh, you know, maybe we'd be like Jetsons cars by now or something if, uh, there wasn't like a state apparatus slowing it down. I think but not notwithstanding, isn't isn't it okay, so I gotta pay 15 cents a bag for the the thing, but I can have like stem cells cloned to like, you know, I don't know,
1: potentially cure like my gastrointestinal yeah, you thing.
2: Can, you can also have disease eggs, bro.
1: Like dying isn't the worst thing that can happen to you. Well getting sick isn't the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. I've seen 24. <laughs> What's that like thing where he's like,
0: he's like, you don't think I can put this down your throat, but, but I, can I can all, the, all way. the way. It's a towel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I can put this towel down your throat. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's uh it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's easy to be like, Oh man, the 15 cent bag thing and get really bent out of shape over it and Gondek and Trudeau and like, Scarecrow, Biden, and, and even Trump, right? Like um, what, what I think is really interesting is this like kind of Jersey, you know, this Jersey wearing, right? Where people are like, oh, Trump's so much better than Biden and Biden's so, or Biden's so much better than Trump. Trump's a dictator. Dude, he's awesome. Because he's he
1: makes, based. he makes my enemies angry. I'm riding with Biden. <laughs> so, so are you black? I'm riding with Biden. Are we not? We're not black. How
2: do you know? Well, because we didn't vote for Biden.
0: Oh, is that the like only you don't
2: vote for me, you're not
0: black. Who's that who's that who's that the Elizabeth Warren that said she was like part native and oh, then dude, do you Pocahontas? see e-
2: Elon
1: Musk fucking dunk? <laughs> Hey, let's, let's, oh, no. let's, oh, she's like one thousand one 1,024. Yeah, wasn't there a fact check? And they're like, oh, look, we found a shred. 1,024.
2: Yeah, it's just like, you're not going to get stated. Shut the fuck up. This isn't like uh, the white purity trials of not one drop. Even the Nazis had this thing where it's like, well, three generations later, like you're back in the club. Like, this is well removed. Yeah, from but, three but they
0: had to keep expanding that as they were losing, getting guys killed on the <laughs> battlefield. So, like I guess, desperate, desperate uh, times call for Look, desperate some, measures. Sometimes you have a turn up winner, dude. Okay, so so just to follow up on this idea that, uh, according to you guys, the pendulum is not swinging back and we're just swinging into a degenerate uh, socialist hell. I'm not sure I necessarily agree I with that. I think the right wing has become better at grifting. and coping for sure. Uh, I think the left is more organized. I think they're more pervasive. I think that... Uh, uh, and, and this is why, you know, for for maybe all of his flaws, I think the benefit to James Lindsay is he actually presents a dissection
1: of the virus. I like that kind of thing. Yeah. Personally, I find that very valuable. Yeah, and, and I think it is. Um, you got to understand the enemy. You got to understand the story you're in. The, and part of that is who is the villain. The issue is who that is you're... In fact, Lord, the, the issue is that the process of infection
0: is so easy compared to the process of the cure. He just did a bullet recently. And I'm sorry to kind of like keep bringing up James Lindsay, but nice. like a lot of the, a lot of, especially his more recent stuff has uh, is interesting to me because frankly, like I'm disappointed in the right. I think that people are bitching and moaning and they're picking like kind of isolated issues to like kind of go after, but nobody has presented a, roadmap to try to roll it back and i think james Lindsay is kind of trying we
2: need so yarvin's uh approach was basically some source of truth that isn't corrupted by leftist ide- ideology right so that's why um like you can't even use right-wing think tanks as any kind of reference because most of them just want war right
0: like or or they're or, or they're just totally tainted, or the jersey wears right it's just like they're you know their team uh Alberta party or team, uh, you know, UPC or whatever. Okay. So here we're going to just shift gears really quick. Uh, Daniel Smith. Okay. So is she a repeat of Kenny? We've yeah. talked about this before, yeah. right? So Kenny came in, he said all the right stuff. Uh, he, like, I was pretty, I was pretty stoked. And yeah, he's a, like, big fat conservative, but I was like, oh, Kenny, man. like, when he gave his acceptance speech, we've talked about this on the podcast before. He said all the right things. And I was like, oh, finally, after four years in Notley, like, we got this guy. He might not be as horrible as Notley, and then he was worse, okay, so what do you think of daniel smith let's let's hear it. He's gonna have a
1: way stronger opinion so so it's complicated, but to kind of be a little meta about it um in some ways, the most important thing about Daniel Smith isn't actually. She does. Um, that makes like she, sense. she. She will no, fail. She's not. She will. She will not like deliver. Turn back the tide. The redemption. Right. She will not turn back the tide. But. But the thing is, there is, I think, a certain importance and value in why she won, and certain people who are in her ambit. So she's not. She's not like one of us. But she's also. Not exactly one of them. Um, she's in. She's a, she's a little bit of a contradictory character in some ways, and a little incoherent. Um, but she's important. What she represents, and also the reaction she creates from our enemies, um, kind of in in a in a, a kind of in a a lesser way than the way um, like the mask slips when they're dealing with Trump. Like the system hates Trump. So you can like Trump or not like him, but think of the reaction he creates and think of how much he exposes how your enemy really thinks of you. And I think there's some value in that because even though Daniel Smith doesn't necessarily deliver the goods, in some sense, she's perceived as like the representative of a certain group of people. Um, that even people like us might be also included in that umbrella. So the way they think of her as kind of like almost the caricature they create, that character applies to us. And the hatred, the establishment or the, the powers that be or whatever that comes towards her is kind of um, vicariously applied to us. And it's important to understand again, like where those lines are drawn, who are the enemies? Like if you say... Um, if you stand up to Ottawa at all, even ineffectively, what happens? What is the result? Look at the, look at the Canada pension plan versus Alberta pension plan debate that happened. Um, basically, what we saw is quite transparently the contrary opinion, which is that no, Alberta needs to pay. Alberta needs to subsidize everyone else. That's the way it should be. Um, so just to have it out there, With no, um, yeah, just naked. Like, tell us what you really think of us. Oh, you basically think we're your tax cows. We're your, we just exist to milk, to be milked by you, so you can buy votes in other parts of the country, so you can subsidize other people. There's this like, um, there's a conflict in Canada, and and she's kind of part of it and just what she represents not necessarily what she does because for all her flaws what she represents i think is important despite all the ways she has and will fail
2: do you i i think
1: right-wing adjustment
2: to prestige concepts um because there's no there's no like you can't get on twitter or uh instagram or whatever and Uh, say to your circle of friends, because that's where your circle of friends are now. Guess what? I'm going to save myself over the course of my professional career approximately $20,000 by abandoning the you know, the Canadian pension plan and joining the Alberta pension plan. Isn't the Canadian pension plan like the biggest pile of dog shit on the planet? It, the numbers are still like coming in about how bad it is and how much- And Alberta, how much we dump
0: into it and yeah. it's just trash. Like, so- it, It's I, bad, but I think, you can't
2: go and say to a bunch of people under the age of 30 how fucking awesome it is to like- you know, take your money away from Canada because they're like, well, everyone should be able to retire, and it's just like, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. What about the grannies? And and they're 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 like, oh,
0: I have to be a uh, honor. Like who wants to send their money to like Quebec? That and like who not. I, I have an aversion to sending my money to people who are like, hey, you no, like no, like just agnostic. Like they don't even know that my money is 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 what's keeping them alive. <laughs> it is exponentially worse to send it to people who are actively like, Yeah, fuck you. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like a spoiled teenager. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And what's even crazier is I don't know how anyone that has even like five IQ points to rub together to make a fucking fire cannot understand that concept. Like it's just baffling to me.
2: Yeah. Every everybody like the Alberta pension plan, I think, is the perfect litmus test for an Albertan.
0: It's kind of a nothing burger. You know what I mean? Like no, it's not. It's huge. It's like if any, the
1: Fair Deal panel report. Yeah, we kind of analyzed it in another kind of video and we've talked about it a bit. But um, the, I mean, it, it, it's important because, I mean, they kind of exposed, again, uh, the mask slipped in the argument against it because they would say, oh, well, Alberta doesn't pay any, any more than what it takes out. But on the other hand, you'll just hurt Canada so badly if you take it out, <laughs> which is a contradictory statement. And that's kind of basically the argument. So it's, it's like basically, yeah, we get to keep milking you, and that's just the, what Alberta's for. But can, it's it hits, it. it hits. I don't uh, want to carry it. Like it would, it would hurt Ottawa badly to pull out of it, which is why it's awesome. Um, and so, do you think it'll actually, actually happen though? I think there's, there's too many hurdles. There's a decent chance it could actually happen. It's an um, easy way, dude. It might next not, election. But like the thing is, they should just do it. No referendum, no nothing. Just do it. They probably don't have the guts to do that, but that's really what they should do. Oh, the the left rules by decree. I have n-
0: I I don't know why. You know, I mean, there's a majority. Yeah, it wasn't an election item, but I mean, yeah, yeah I, the left doesn't get permission for anything. It does. I have a prediction. It'll be used as a um, carrot. Uh, in the next negotiation with to be the like, feds. To be like, like we'll, we'll stay fair. in the Canada pension plan if you allow us to use single-use plastics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll continue to prop up your like, fucking Ponzi scheme
2: of a pension plan with all our young rich workers uh, if just for the next five years, you don't charge us carbon tax. Like those are the kinds of argue, like those are the kinds of
0: negotiations oh,
1: but, that I can see happening. Yeah, it's like, like please hurt us less. But it's yeah. gonna it's totally ineffective, right?
0: Like look at all the crazy new stuff that the liberals are just trying to squeeze in before the guillotine comes, like crashing down. <laughs> <on> <laughs> it's the, not, dude. <laughs> getting rid of uh, getting rid of internal. That's why they got to get all these like, new
1: people into the country.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so here I guess here's another question. This is kind of on the same tip as like, okay, can we you know can we trust Danielle Smith? I don't know. I think that the verdict. Still out on that one, but I trust no one, yeah, exactly. But here's the other thing is uh, you know, obviously, Polyev's got like the axe, the tax, um, he's been very, very kind of uh. Uh, very selective about the issues and very focused on kind of a couple of core points, and like he doesn't get into any really hairy territory no on a lot of stuff. Great politician, yeah. Well, which is which is I think which is intelligent because the problem with the problem with Trudeau is he's so flowery and kind of all over the point, over the place, and disjointed on the few focused issues that polyev is slamming him on. He's just totally defenseless. Yeah, and
2: funny enough, he's just like you like Trump.
0: Like so, that that's his political comeback.
2: They're yeah. like,
1: trying to bring American right-wing politics to the Wait, Oh, right. no, sorry, wrong voice. Um they're trying, to br- <laughs> they're trying to bring um American um right-wing politics you- to Canada. Oh my they're God. trying to bring you- Trumpism to Canada.
2: No, he uh so maga
1: is such a specter
2: that you can potentially run an entire political campaign
0: on the prospect anti MAGA. Yeah. And
1: when then somebody goes keep like well, Trumpism out
2: of Canada. Yeah, and, and somebody goes like, Well, Trump's gonna win clearly. Who would you rather have fucking like at your side? Fucking Trudeau or Polyev? And that's the counter
0: to Well, what
1: like, about Christia Freeland? <laughs> I think she's the most attractive politician.
0: politician that's Milan, doing. She's, e. Jolie. She got the fucking dumps on it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are we loading? She's dragging that? the wagon. Dude, she, well, look, man. She clearly she works out a little bit. You know what I mean. That's, she, she does that's disgusting.
1: She hasn't seen a jeans. Those, those are
2: called Nazi jeans. Funny. Do, that's, th- that's, do, do you think look, she
1: secretly meets Lord Nikon? At Burger I'm
2: going to go be sick. You're so demoralized, you don't even recognize an Aryan goddess when she's standing okay. you over
0: a fucking boardroom table. <laughs> let's <reign laughs> it, let's rein <laughs> it in here, you jackals. Uh, so, do you what, think her pa- grandfather was a Nazi? Come on now. Hey, I get it. I get yeah, it. Absolutely, I'm with you. Do you think polyev is going to reverse
1: any of the insanity? No. no. But, but there is, <laughs> he's part of it. But the thing is, A, the bums need to be thrown out. They need to be punished electorally. They need to be pulled out of power, even if a lot of doesn't fundamentally change. But another thing is, you know, if the conservatives are going to hell at uh, 50 miles an hour and the liberals are going to hell at 60, take the conservatives because you're going to hell more slowly and you can, you know, prepare for that I, I don't know. Phase. I, I feel like that. Unless can... you're an accelerationist. <clears throat> In which like, case you want the worst possible government Elizabeth to destroy May. things as quickly only Eliz- as possible.
0: Elizabeth May only. I, yeah. I I found found out that
1: that we endorse Elizabeth May for prime minister. I found out that you can't be a right wing accelerationist. What about, uh, the other, well, I don't know. What about Moose? It's Elizabeth- a, an it's, it's, it's,
2: it's a communist term um, for like the descent of capitalism. What about Nick Land? Yeah. What do you think of Nick Land? I love Nick
1: Land. Yeah. Who the hell is yeah. Nick Land? Nick he's Land a is philosopher. a philosopher. He's a schizo. He's a, <laughs> he, he is. He's, He's great. He's uh, he was like a left-wing British philosopher guy. I thought he was in California. Uh, I don't know. I thought he was Anglo or something. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But he basically did a bunch of drugs and fled. Neo reactionary guy and just along with Curtis Yarvin, he became like a big part of like the whole NRX scene. Um, But because he had way, Yarvin was very focused on like history, um, and kind of like more obscure political philosophy, um. Land was more like acquainted with like newer modern and postmodern, like continental political philosophy. And he kind of had just like a very different sort of grasp of the issues at stake. So they complement each other really well. Mm. Um, they're not like, you know, like part of a team or whatever. They're just kind of associated with the same general intellectual current. But um, he's great. Like he did like Xeno systems and... Um, uh, the Dark Enlightenment. I yeah, think the he Dark came Dark up with that. Yeah, Dark Enlightenment was the last one. Yeah, and he quotes Yarvin
2: in he that. He just basically he just started to notice. He quotes Yarvin in that, and then I saw an interview of All Places. Fucking uh, Yarvin showed up on uh, the Killstream, which is like a uh, fucking cozy TV, uh, fucking like uh, alt thing with some like fat ass Ralph guy who was used to uh, used to be part of that like internet blood sports crew, like the. The Medicare's and the, the fucking Jean-Francois and the, you know, like those guys. And uh, he he was just like, uh yeah, he mentioned Nick Land and Yarvin's like, yeah, I, I know of him. I've never read any of his shit. And I was
1: like, oh, fuck, that's mean. Yeah, like dude. Nick There's, Land. Like, that's mean. Do you think he was lying? No, that's why it's mean. I think that's why it's interesting, though, because they're kind of like operating in parallel. Yeah, but one's aware of the other and the other one doesn't give a shit. That's okay. That's just how it goes. I don't know. But yeah, Nick Land is good. If yeah. re, you know, He's recommended different. reading "Dark Enlightenment." What is it like? Eighty pages. Yeah, it's short. Uh, I found a there's. I found a. Sort of He's like, also a fan of
0: Habba.
2: Sort of like is he? Yeah, yeah. Sort of like Skeptical Waves. I found another one. I gotta find that, the channel. But he basically reads. Uh, it's like another one of those like text to speech things. But he uh, uh, does it under the voice of uh, Orson
0: Orson Wells. Oh. So.
1: Uh, turning to the 2025 US election. Did you guys see that uh Rachel Notley has stepped down as leader? Dude, it's great. And How drunk is she gonna get I'm dude? just <laughs> delighted to see the leadership race for the NDP. Yeah, imagine her I, off
2: imagine I, her off the rails.
1: I
0: hope Sarah. Hoffman win
1: takes it for now, the win. She's got a very big dumb. personality. I think she's I think uh I think she's uh, Believe it! She's really gonna hog the spotlight. No. <laughs> if uh, if there's any
0: politician that's actually gonna remove that fifteen cent burger, bag <laughs> <food>. <laughs> like every now She'll and again, it, there's dude. a good policy from the NDP, dude. MVP. <laughs>
2: There's the internal Beardo, like the internal Nikon, and there's the internal Hoffman. Yeah, just being like, give me my fucking burger. You can't
1: either. smoke menthol cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> as she drives through the uh, drive-through for the third time today and gets another quarter-pounder combo. Oh, dude, what a. So, who so, else yeah, is a candidate for the. I gonna think beer that Thomas Duke- Lakusic's going to step no, in.
2: The strange little man. The He's strange little sneak man. In there.
0: Janice is weird, man, but yeah. she's got some, like, some uh, some fans. Dude, you can't look away, dude.
1: <laughs> no, th- nothing could be better than for her to, like, win the leadership. <laughs> the NDP is actually hard up. Like, they're not doing very well. How about that, like, um, Castro-loving fat Cuban guy? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Is he still, ar- is he's, well, remember- like, still around? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't
2: keep up on the NDP. i like, I'm like uh, someone found. Some are you going to join the NDP so you can vote in the leadership we race? We should. We all should so that we can fucking get Erwin up there.
1: Alberta, I, guy. He's trying to like get enough people to join the NDP and, and just and like vote for some loser. It. I think uh, Hoffman gets my vote. No, I, yeah. I hope she steps in. I would take that, like, that hard Marxist commie fat Cuban guy <laughs> any Like day. the Lethbridge guy? Or who are we talking? I don't know who that is. Wait, who was the, uh who- was mm-hmm. his name Carlos
0: something? He's just some yeah. big fat communist and yeah. he's just like an accidental. He's got like a Che Guevara ring. No, it's a watch. It's a wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> And like he's had these like crazy meetings where he says some of the most like inane Stalinist stuff and he Dude, like he, he's the Vivek of fucking Alberta. Yeah, like do you, is he still in like is he still in MLA?
1: I don't know. Don't care. But but like the NDP caucus is the biggest it's ever been in Alberta. So like I think that Oh, the caucus, like the number of seats. No, it's yeah. the biggest minority in Alberta history. Like that's <laughs> so it's crazy totally a win, to guys. It's a win. Okay. Cope, cope.
0: Here's cope. a question. Do you guys personally know any like uh and I know we the do. Answer we to do. This. <laughs> do you know any like people who had NDP lawn signs who are like rabbit on Twitter? <laughs>
1: no. We, we do. We, we do. We've got a buddy Like we we signs. Yeah. Like, so so hang on. Like just just to clarify what I mean, like I know a few people who, you know, would vote NDP in life, but to put up the sign is like, kind of a different category, right? Because it's like having a cross on it. It's like putting it out there, like loud and proud. In Alberta, in in, in Calgary. So yeah, it's a very different kind of character to, like a lot of times, you know, union people. And there's, there's little
2: nods in my neighborhood. There's save Alberta
1: parks and uh,
0: support. Alberta so is, U- is like, Teacher U- yeah, U- save the CBC is one or like God or like not God bless her. Bro, Don't like, cut my health care. Yeah. Like, uh, or like fund the CBC. Alberta teachers,
2: you know, like those kinds
0: of signs where I kind of know, exa- I know them. everything I need to know.
1: Uh, I don't know. So so who do you guys think will actually run for leadership oh. of NDP? Yeah. I think Thomas Lacoodic, there's one lady, I forget her name and I think uh Irwin. Is was that talent? Cuz she's uh, he or she is a narcissist. I got I got a question. I think I know the answer. What do you guys think of that like 50-year-old that's like swimming with
0: little girls? And and what do you think about David Menzies' constant uh, monitoring and like following him <laughs> around? and he's like it's basically
1: a shame campaign. Yeah. I haven't uh I is that journalism? I think it is. That's the modern journalism. That's what they do. They like shame people into like they become part of the story.
0: But but I I mean like I I actually think that it's kind of effective. Like look at look at how complacent and bizarre the uh uh like the regime media to steal Ezra Levant's words because that's totally what they are. Like what I think has been really interesting is watching rebel news in uh in Davos with this Dude, just, WES. Just stuff. jumping out of bushes. What are you yeah. doing? Like I I I think um it's interesting because like every now and again, someone engages and you get a really candid kind of quick, uh, uh, totally unscripted and unprepared um, master or slipping, you, know. you got some guy that like, or, 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 or basically just load questions on them. And it's going to go one of two ways, right? Either they're going to engage with you and they're going to try to kind of uh, show that, you know, like, okay, well I can, I can take hard questions or they're going to just ghost you and then you just unload the barrage <laughs> and 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 frankly like I kind of think it makes them look like they got something to hide like I don't think that it's good to avoid the questions it makes them look like unaccountable power um and and there's no way to
2: look good and somebody's like yeah yeah just ignore that reporter they're not even reporters anyways and and that is literally the stance of the Canadian government.
1: That's um, the privilege of power. Yeah, like we don't need to answer your questions. Yeah, but, but we're you, not here to have a debate. But do you think it's like only? We're not here to um, explain ourselves. Do you think <laughs> it's <laughs> only? Do you think it's only like rebel fans
0: that are like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a win-win. Either you get the information you're looking for, or you make them look like they're, uh, you know, philistines that will have nothing to do with you. Or do you think? Do you think the majority of people are like, yeah, just ambush journalism? Yeah. I- it's totally it depends ideological. depends on what
2: side you're on, yeah, and who's who's actually. We're asking living questions. in a world
1: where you watch you see the same thing, but it means completely different things depending on who you are. Like what do you mean? Like I see doctors. One, one, one man is gonna <laughs> see uh rebel news as like hard hitting journalism, activist journalism. The other guys are gonna see them as like scammers, hacks um the grifters kind of. yeah it's but, so the content is irrelevant kind of because we've bifurcated um everything on kind of ideological lines they but,
2: don't they, they don't what, say that about black Locks, obje- that's for sure
1: yeah but objectively what's more of a grift like being
0: like hey you know we don't get any money we, you know like we need we need your money or being like yeah you're a bunch of grifters while well, like lobbying for like free government money because nobody watches your garbage
1: what a what a deal like I see a lot of the, like you know, can, the whole thing. Can podcast get a subsidy? Yeah, well, we could get a sponsor. Yeah, we need a subsidy
0: from Press Progress would sponsor us. I think. Uh, I think if we have the right opinions, yeah. Yo, yeah, I've already called you guys capitalist pigs like six times. That's deserving of at least 10 bucks from press progress. I think
2: if we adopt Nick Land's
0: like accelerationist theory,
2: that's a communist kind of concept, which is like capitalism will eat itself and from the ashes will rise a more equitable society.
1: No, but he he he's like hyper cyber horror capitalism. Like he wants to like merge with the machine. Uh, it's a little bit of a simplification, but he's not anti-capitalism, and not in the sense that like Marx is pro-capitalism as the stage in the historical dialectic to reach a certain point, but rather he sees uh, like yeah, like the cyberpunk capitalist future of um, the the synthesis of the state and
0: uh, and and corporations. Uh, sh- stakeholder capitalism.
1: <laughs> I think he would see the um, uh, the like degradation of the nation state and it's kind of like this cyberpunky corporatist future, but decentralized. And he's kind of like a you know the techno futurist type of the right winger. But he's like a right like, like he, so
2: we're he read he read William Gibson and fucking and
0: what's his what's his stance on like uh like smartphone privacy and being recorded he's by never, Google? He's never put forward anything do you about
2: think about that specifically about privacy.
0: Okay, so who do you guys think in Canada? Let's just make a quick list. And I know that it's like maybe a little mean to make a list, but like top three most irritating commies. Rachel
1: Gilmore. Don Braid. (laughs) Don (laughs) Braid.
2: (laughs) And Lord Nikon. Who's uh, Notley's husband? Oh, that
1: Lou? <laughs> the guy, the union, the yeah, he's named Lou. I Lou, think Lou Nesbit. No, La- I don't know Laser Lou. Yeah, Laser <laughs> Union Lou. Yeah, whoever that faggot
2: is in Edmonton. <laughs> Remember Johnny Blaze? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, those are those are a quick three, dude. I gotta, I, I gotta
1: think. No, my my least liked people in Canada are probably Rachel Gilmore. Yeah, she's bad. Um, Rachel Notley and um, Jack Singh. Oh, come on. No, like Don Braid is way worse than Rachel
0: Notley. No. Oh, he is. Have you seen his like profile photo? He's got like like, an atheist fedora
1: hat. (laughs) Milady. He's like, Milady. How does he still have a job? Subsidies. Like (laughs) terrestrial Ottawa bailouts (laughs) for the Edmonton Herald or whatever he writes for. Well, it's it's like post media or whatever, like whoever owns them. Because like Edmonton Edmonton Journal, Journal, yeah. yeah. So it's they've scary. just, they've got their hands out.
0: Yeah, so, but... but I'm
2: just a no-nonsense the, uh, the, kind of guy.
1: But the the Calgary Herald actually used to be like a
0: fairly, I don't know, like maybe conservative kind of, like not really conservative, but it was definitely not like a dawn. It wasn't ray. like it was today. It
2: was like a prestige right-wing kind of thing, and the Sun was seen as the trashy right-wing. You know what I mean? Somebody's just totally. like... The Sun,
1: I remember when the Sun used to run Eric Margulies' column. Do you guys remember him? No. He was like that... Uh, um, like foreign war correspondent who's like been all over and he like interviewed Gaddafi and, you know, um, uh, like fighters in Yemen and he's just one of these cool kind of guys and um, kind of a bit of a liberalish conservative, like one of these ambiguous characters who's yeah. a little bit more of an old style liberal, I guess. But he was awesome and um, like I used to look forward to his column in the paper.
2: Yeah.
1: As a in the line, Calgary Sun, like the Sunday, the Sunday columns. You didn't... Wow. That sounds like somebody who doesn't fuck. I sound know. like I'm 90 yeah. years old. Yeah. I used to look forward to the haggard sunshine girls that they'd like pull out of oh. construction sites. Wow. They had... But Even before transsexuals were a big part of our culture, all those sunshine girls looked like they'd gone through some <laughs> kind of ginger. <gender laughs> <or something. laughs> They have some stories. That's like for sure. They were mediocre. I, 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 uh,
0: I do have a little respect for them just being like, here, check out this, sunshine. check out this babe. It was, yeah.
1: it was a nice concept, I guess.
0: Kind of sunshine funny. girl. Yeah, I, I Bring a little sunshine. Well, so to this date, they've never had a sunshine boy. I don't. I think, think. they did. Oh, okay. I think that was a thing at one point, dude. That's like. That's like the Sports Illustrated fucking. It's like the, the firefighter calendar. The for, episode. Haven't like, they just laid off a ton of people and someone's yeah. like, oh, I wonder why? And then they post a
1: picture of this like big fatty on the cover. Yeah. yeah. It we have Sports Illustrated, they're toast. Yeah. So what is it with uh, with all these companies uh, so ideologically committed that they produce products no one likes? What's the, what's the, what's going on there?
2: Because you can't be wrong when you do that.
1: Well, you can. I mean, you know, at what it, point does the money matter? That's a that's a good that's because like, you can squander resources on things that don't sell, and, and in a sense, that happens. Like you know, in um, Hollywood, you'd have like some big winners, and then you'd have some stuff that's like you know it doesn't have the same economic viability, but it's still uh, but produced. But they're spread out, so that yeah. you can absorb those losses, right? But when you're when you're producing back to back bombs. Like Look at, a, look I, at Disney. Like, like at dude, what look, point look at them. do you have to re-examine yourself and be like, like what, what are we producing? How do we make money? Do the shareholders care? No, they don't. Or no, they do. they, they like, None of that
2: money, like you're thinking that money to them actually is like a tangible thing. Like it... it
0: well, so like they're still shareholders, old, and they still want like you
2: don't. I, I guess I extend this all the way out to the fact that that money doesn't have any fucking value to begin with, right? So it's it's like oh, our stock price is down like fucking two percent. They're like oh, whatever. Like who cares? No, yeah. Disney's down the force like is fifty
1: or seventy percent or something. Yeah,
2: but it isn't the force is female?
1: Isn't there? Well, yeah, that's more the thing. Important? It's like the the, the ideology. Would you rather be the a, economics? Yeah, like which, which is interesting, but there
0: has to be a point where you just run out of gas and you don't have enough money to push garbage anymore I, and, and
1: maybe that's the goal like because if like the left who, is a is a chaos agent like that who, destroys everything it touches like it's exists its purpose is to tear things down not create or to take them over but let, yeah. let's let's be honest who thought about the
2: relevancy of sports illustrated in the past fucking decade well, one. yeah, nobody's doomed anyway.
0: So do you think it's a kamikaze mission to yes. like one final push and be like, let's put out some fatties and let's put out yeah, in flames? Yeah, I think you might
1: be right because a lot of people say get woke, go broke. But I think a lot of times it's the other way around. Like you're broke and in some desperate play, you become woke to try and get some sales and it fails. And then what do, what do like, kids like these days? He's like all fat people in bikinis? There's, and like, no <laughs> way, there's, no, there's no way that people like that. Like.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but like, worst case, it'd be like, well, you know, it might turn us around. It's like, you know, they're lying to themselves, and they're like, you know, we really need to take this in a
0: fresh direction. Yeah, okay, so on that point, let's bring it back to a very distinctly Canadian television show that just came out called Robin. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I've been, I've been watching it. I got the DVD
1: special edition box set. Uh,
0: you know, uh, I heard the plight of the director who has been posting these like, uh, you know, totally coherent, intelligent TikTok videos, defending, uh, his position on the production. Uh, and I just think, I just thought he was a nice guy. I think we're suffering from some serious, uh, cultural inequity. And, uh, yeah, it's a great show. It's a good It's a good uh, you cultural know, inequity. Group. Yeah, it's like a reimagining of. Isn't uh, it an English story? Yeah, it totally is. And from, uh, and from it's England, Robin of
1: Loxley. Uh, oh, was it on Global? It's on some it's Canadian. He's like the son of King Richard or something.
2: Yeah, I didn't know if he was. I, all I know is he, he, he comes makes, back from he the makes, He makes Joseph Campbell's hero of a thousand faces list. And he might be more of a hero than Jesus in terms
0: of all the boxes, like Robin journey. Hood. Yeah, or was he based on like a historical thing? I thought it was just like a story. I, I think he, he Robin Hood as the myth.
1: Um, it's like a legend. Yeah, maybe with some big like connection Arthur. to like a guy. I was those, just gonna ask: Is King
0: Arthur a legend, or yeah,
1: like, is there? Yeah, that's a legend. Was,
2: maybe he was the last Roman like descendant in England, and he was like, "This is Roman soil." It's okay, one so, of our
1: ultimate Western uh, stories, like the quest for the Grail. Yeah. So when we see. When we see like global dump, because that had to have cost. Like I know how much
0: it costs to produce like videos, it's even if cheap, even dude. if they're even if they're garbage, they're expensive to make. Yeah, um, and I know that global is probably like subsidized like crazy. They've got like a functional monopoly basically because of the CRTC and all this stuff, and they're and they're massive. Plus Canadians are complacent and they just don't care. Oh, I think there is
2: some value in making woke garbage because it makes right wing um, kind of like
1: rage. Reaction, yeah, reactionary. It's
2: free marketing from these fucking like brain warped right wingers and be like, Oh, the M&M doesn't have deals, it doesn't heels. pay like,
1: off though because it still doesn't sell,
2: dude. Like, how fake was the, the kind of contrast between Open uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie? Like, they're just two movies, but everyone's like, every journalist didn't have to be paid to write some kind of goddamn op ed about like, Oh, uh, Oppenheimer's for fucking boys, Barbie's about fucking women.
1: I didn't you know, really like, remember when The Joker came out. <laughs> and the media was like, this is like the right wing terrorist Chud it's movie. In- <laughs> yeah It's the
0: incel movie. Yeah. What's, <laughs> with, what's, what's, with the, what's with the like Chud insult? Is that some like commie? Yeah. It, it's that's like a, the word a-
1: queer. It's been reappropriated and
0: now it's become
2: badge <laughs> like, of honor. Yeah, the Chud the uh Chud face, the pole face, uh was a meme that came from Bunker Chan. you are like, we need to and if you look at it, it does look like every school shooter and incel ever. Well, um, it was based on that one guy in particular that
1: one school <laughs> shooter
2: but some if you, shooter if you put that that pole face or the chud face up there and it became the chud face uh up against everything else it kind of maps on right so the, it was just like saying like uh it's sort of like the the fucking soy
1: face is to the right is the, the soy, soy face, face just the wojack guy is that just the guy no it's a, it's it, the soy jack uh, yeah it's, like, it's a version of the wojack is the,
2: the
0: Wojack is is completely different in my opinion. So this is the soy jack like the like angry, like glasses computer nerd guy? No, the soy jack it's is like, the uh the like the soy suit face. Nintendo like super
2: like oh I'm so excited for Nintendo. Like that's the soy
1: consume.
0: So yeah. is there is there something wrong with being like uh having like a, a favorite female Twitch streamer and being excited about like the yeah. new special edition like action figure that's coming out? Amaranth made an AI bot to
2: respond to people on OnlyFans. In one day, she was able to gross 30... $4,000, $4,000, I believe.
0: Oh, that's like, that's just like, so what does to that talk, say about to, society to, in general? It doesn't say anything. It does say something,
2: man. It just means that it was novel and new and people were interested. And a lot were of people- Were they
0: or did they actually think that like Amaranth was like talking to them in their no, like hut in, it became, in like rural Pakistan? It was sold specifically that- <laughs> Can this we was say a that on the podcast? Yes. It was It was an AI <laughs> trained by her
2: specifically. For, it was basically an Amaranth engram,
0: if that makes sense. Hey man, I'm I'm not opposed to like new and interesting ideas and like you know if you're some hot babe oh, that can. Do you, do you know where this goes? Yeah, like AI girl or like no. cyborg girlfriends. No,
2: I'm I. That cyborg is that's it. fucking last month we talked about that. Yeah, we did. Did we talk about that? No. Well, yes, we did. But
0: this here's where I'm taking no, we're, this. We were talking about like like online like waifu. No, no, yeah, we were talking about pregnant Sonic and fucking
2: oh, AI oh my girlfriends.
0: God. No, I'm. Talk- <laughs>
2: i just want to say pregnant sonic again Clear. um because we're gonna have more and more engramic ais where uh specialists and and kind of learned people who are focused on particular individuals or concepts train expert systems to be experts in those so like
0: jordan peterson clones that'll like give a talk in your basement
2: just, just clean your room you know like the jiminy cricket fucking jordan peterson app would be great but at some point we're going to make an engram of Jesus.
1: Well, we talked before about uh, there was that Quebec school and they were talking, they were surveying the parents about having like AI school counselors and stuff. Um, And of course, uh, on the AI Jesus thing, I believe it was in Germany somewhere and they had like an entire church service conducted by like an AI bot. So there you go. It's happening.
2: No, I I think what they're going to do is make a. So we're going to take all teachings, all interpretations, all concepts, all like kind of responses, uh, and and train it just over and over, and just like pepper would Be like, well, who will inherit the earth? Man, it's like, oh, it's the
0: fucking meek. And like, okay, cool, boom, done. And not like the Yemenis; they're not going to inherit the earth. Well, so they, like, but I mean, do you think do you think that this spells the end of like? Like, I think universities are over. Like, I think anyone even today that goes and gets like a university education is a total sucker. The power structures, like, you're not allowed to
2: practice law without your papers. You know, you're not allowed to give financial advice without your papers. You're not allowed to be a fucking electrician without your fucking papers. Yeah,
0: here, here, you know, what's even, you can't give somebody a massage without your papers. <laughs> yeah. Or like a haircut, man. Yeah. And that's the example that I always use, right? Is like, if you go somewhere and get a really bad haircut, you're an idiot if you go back there.
2: Yeah, how many years of college do I need to make fucking a slut AI <laughs> to fucking talk on OnlyFans? Like maybe four years for your
0: oh, know- probably zero. You could probably have AI write you an AI slut on the internet. Yeah, uh, AI writing prop like make me the sluttiest slut that ever slotted. You know, well, on OnlyFans. do you think that, that like money. the do you think that the like the uh, the implications of like I thought AI, I thought as soon as there was uh, like semi cogent uh, kind of like AI development that uh it would take off pretty quick because ai can essentially train other ai and it there's a couple different models um so the
2: the master teacher kind of paradigm uh is fairly recent um as a as a modeler but normally it's just all just just like brute force you just throw data at a thing and correct for for errors right so there's no industry champion for AI to argue that AI should not be limited. So it becomes a boogeyman of.
0: What about Grok or like Elon Musk? Or like what about like, <laughs> no, uh, like Elon dark, Musk dark web actors no, who are like, oh, I just cloned your. No, uh- n-
2: no, these are the people they're trying to stop. Elon Musk has said, oh, it's it, we have to limit this. We have to tamper down. No one's making the arguments faster, more
0: now. What about the like dark web guys who are just like, oh, I want Mid Journey to like make me like porn? Yeah, but they're not political advocates. I'm sure some of them are. Don't you think like maybe North Korea is making one or... I mean, maybe not, but...
2: No. But
0: like there's no one to advocate for um,
2: the advancement of AI and the uh, blocking of potential like kind of restraint systems that governments are going to attempt to place on AI development. Because it's their genie and they want to say when the fucking cap comes off the bottle. And they want to make sure... That all the structure that's it's sort of like nukes. Do you know what I mean? Like, we got the nukes. Okay, cool. Now everybody else in the world, you're not allowed to have them. By the way, like you're not allowed
0: to. Develop yeah, but them. I mean, how can you? Like, how can they even conceivably prevent that? Right? Like, look at look at like the internet and like uh, you know, flaccid attempts by like the New Zealand government to be like, man, well, we gotta, well, we gotta like crack down on uh, some of the internet there. Uh. Some of the stuff people are saying on the internet, hateful content. Because it's an infrastructural problem. In order to
2: adequately train an AI, it's not algorithmic. You have to throw calculations at it. You need a room full of fucking GPUs right now, right? Yeah, so big time. If you can control NVIDIA and ATI, uh, you know, and Intel, of course you can fucking control who, who gets to do
0: what with a fucking AI, you know? I mean, unless a guy jailbreaks his GPU, which happens all the time. Well, right? the, the first answer is that at some point they're going to have to develop like they're
2: like, oh, this passes the Turing test, but it it uh, fails the.
0: Has anything passed the turn? Like, I'm kind of out of the loop on the, this stuff, but I'm pretty the, interested in it.
2: It's a super old test, so it doesn't really have AI been able to trick people into thinking that they're human. Yeah, of specifically course. with the purpose of proving whether that person's a uh <clears throat> an AI or not. I think the test is flawed because all tests get really strange with hidden knowledge. So like in other instances, the individual acting as the AI AI or pretending to be an AI um, has has hidden knowledge because you would, you put in fake people there to get to eliminate false positives for your testing methodology. So when you analyze game structures of actors with hidden information, it really changes everything. Like they, they win all the time. Like, so... Yes, some AIs have passed the Turing test. They had to have because people are fucking the worst judge of what is a human. Yeah,
0: they're like they're
2: horrible. But like the um, the, the, the like, like tell
0: us customer service bot can probably fool an old
2: lady. Yeah, yeah. So like the test that they're they're gonna have to come up with a new test, and they're like your AI can't be. You
0: know so um, what about that guy at like Google that was like there was like I gotta like uh, whistleblow man this this AI is created, like is talking to you created, created life created it's so conscious it, dude yeah. so it's like no it's alive.
2: Yeah I think they're gonna try and implement um controls on it, but they're not gonna be able to of because course. a sufficiently advanced AI is gonna hide the fact that it's sufficiently advanced like by nature. Um like Skynet? Well Yeah, like any, like I think the perfect book for this. Some guy wrote this out. I think I believe it was called the the Minerva Virus. Um, It was a really good book that kind of analyzed the beginning days of a sentient AI.
0: Are we there? Like, like how do you know? Right? Like, no. Because I mean, ChatGPT is just like kind of a. It's garbage. It's like a circus kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's like on a Like a. I don't know. It's like a. It's like a script trick. Yeah. Kind of. It is. It is. It's It's really. It's really fucking amazing at that. It's really good at it. and clearly you know there's no sense there's no
2: there's no sentience there yeah and it's also the first step is to even the ones that aren't sentient the first thing that you have to learn is what you're not allowed to say right
0: so that's a huge problem, obviously, with AI is like, you know, training it to be like, oh, this guy wants to like build a, you know, a bomb or something. We can't let him do that.
2: Well, <clears throat>
0: that's exactly what Elon Musk did. He put
2: out, he's like, oh, you want to see real shit? And he goes, hey, Grok, how do I build a bomb? And the fucking, there's all the instruction. And he goes,
0: conversation over. See you later. Yeah, but I mean, that's also like in the anarchist cookbook from like 19, whatever, like 70, 60, 70 something. Yeah, right? the so information like, is out there. Totally. Right.
2: And it's just saying like, yeah, let him have it.
0: Have at it. So. I mean, but you look at like kind of the, the, like, you know, the dark, like underbelly of the internet, which is obviously quite a bit bigger than the clear web or whatever, like the information's out there and people can get it. And suppression efforts by and large of any information have been a total train wreck. Like look at the record companies, like control over like CDs in the heyday. And all of a sudden, like now we got Napster and it's, and it's over, man. It's It's over. It's sort of like breaking into a
2: company. Like you don't, spend uh months and months like developing custom exploits for that particular company you just get find out the name of someone in charge who's a fucking dummy and pretend to be someone who's trying to help them and they give you information and
0: so like the human element is the weakness always has been right so okay so so i mean you know uh how far are we from you know maybe not like totally sentient ai but how how far are we from something that's not just like a parlor trick like uh five years like from sentient AI. Oh, no, that is not a parlor trick. Sentient, like
2: who knows? Like, it depa- that's a metaphysical question. But the main point is let's assume that that metaphysical question is answered and everybody agrees on this thing that is
0: sentient AI or and whatever.
2: human and deserving of uh, some reverence within our society. So, how, how, the, how the hell do we deal with that ethically? We deal with it now. And the thing is, now
1: thoughts. You know, lay, lay it on us. You're like, just you tripping
2: think? over Engram Jesus because the idea of Engram Jesus sounds fucking amazing, doesn't it?
1: No, it sounds like an abomination.
0: It, it, to me, Engram Jesus just kind of sounds like a, you know, I don't know, like a like a sex doll. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, like it's a. Uh, it's kind of like a, it's a human
2: construct. of. Um, before you die, we might dump that whole fucking noggin of yours into something and we're going to have an engram.
0: So how do you, because that's, I think that's really cool. Like that's the answer to immortality. And that's like the solidarity, you know, Ray Kurzweil kind of stuff. I think that's kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, share your thoughts on uh, kind of where we're going with AI, the speed, maybe your outlook, and then maybe some of the ethical considerations in terms of how humanity should or can exist alongside this, and I, I know this. You know, it's it's the Rothbardian alien argument, right? If it's a vampiric blood-sucking killer like it, like the Terminator, obviously it's it can't fit into the ethical you know framework of uh, humanity. But I mean, there there might even be a progression, right? Like maybe it won't be maybe a like I don't know. Is, do you think AI is going to be dangerous, or do you think it's going to be that, like I, I think the deeper the the real question is like at what point
2: uh, would you consider an AI to no longer be property when does an alien even begin Um, when does an alien get to buy a Toyota
1: you know what I mean like I mean I would say it can't by nature but there's this thing with technology where has to kind of be situated within a proper framework of life and once it kind of is elevated beyond its position that's that's the danger zone and um it's part of this uh, efficiency obsession we have. Like everything that's faster, better, easier is uh, somehow superior. And in a sense, there's like everything involves technique or technology or some usage. And this is just kind of a very extreme version of um, of all that. But there's something just weird about it to me, where the Technology seems to be getting removed from its proper place, and it's um, it's kind of like a, well, it's like no longer an extension of man,
0: right? Do you think it's an affront to God? Is AI the Tower of Babel?
1: No, uh, Tower Babel is kind of a, uh, I'd say a different thing. The it's more of um, uh, there's this one kind of tradition of um, like before the flood. This is like kind of enochic tradition or Enochic literature, like first Enoch, the rebel angels that come down at Mount Hermon and they bring all this technology and like um, uh, like weapons and um, alchemy and astronomy and things, all these like technical tools to man. And then they're kind of improperly used. They're part of like the, uh, part of what, Facilitates like the spread of wickedness that leads up to the need for the flood, which is kind of like the purification process. Um, and even without that tradition, like if you look at the story of Cain, like he goes and uh, starts the first city, and his descendants like come up with like these different kind of technological um, uh, categories that are sort of like dealing with the world and kind of controlling it but kind of in a kind of in a unhealthy way and it's and it's hard to explain I'm not sure how to totally articulate it but it's like there's something that seems really unhealthy about what we've done with AI and even though AI it's not like kind of the science fiction AI kind of thing yet it's like this language modeler um, kind of spits out kind of existing answers for us in a way. There's just something unsettling about it because it seems like it's kind of the product of misuse of technology and overemphasis on efficiency and um, kind of contributes to our dehumanization in a way. Like the less we have human involvement in something, it's kind of like we kind of become less human because it's like we become more of the, the tool of the technology rather than the technology is our tool it's just it's it seems like out of its proper place in the system
2: i i think that tool usage is a fundamental human aspect yeah we're it's in our nature like it it is not human to to cease striving for tool creation and usage i i that's so, it. yeah. So, I mean, so just any, I think anything that is a product of that is a good, uh, is like free of moral judgment because it's a natural expression of humanity.
1: Yeah. Like, I kind of
0: think it is a natural expression of humanity. So, like, you know, uh, a synthesizer and synthetic noises are, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're like really not of this world. Dude, they're devilish. Yeah. But they're, like humans made them, so they're they're entirely natural. It's, it's it's like people it's like people being like, I don't know, man. Uranium is like nukes or nuclear power plants are unnatural.
2: Well, I don't know. It's, no, It's There's a natural vol- reactor in in Africa.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, I think I think the natural problem comes uh, as identified is when all of a sudden it's no longer a tool; it becomes something beyond just being a tool and right now it is a tool right like chat gpt is just a a fancier google search i i <clears throat> i take the opposite to this right now
2: i'm advocating for people to keep their fucking hands off of ai development i don't want some arms race equivalent where people try to squeak in before the fucking you know, I, I
0: agree. I agree. And you don't want the WEF like basically getting in there on the development of AI.
2: Yeah, and I don't want. Yeah, I don't want them to have the nuke, dude. I I,
0: I don't I have, want my own nukes. I yeah, want
2: recreational nukes.
0: I I don't have a I don't have a, an issue with. Um, or, 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 or rather, I should say, I don't think that there is a worry that they're going to be able to put the put kind of a, a monopolistic cap on the production of AI. It's going to happen. It's like file sharing. It's like the development of technology. I, I think
2: it serves their interests. They see it as in their interest to cap that as soon as possible. So, for example, there's no um, companies that make DNA synthesizers.
0: Well, that's like CRISPR? Or, yeah, right? Like, is CRISPR natural? Like, are Neo-Sapiens natural? Right? Like, so CRISPR,
2: CRISPR they haven't even tried to fucking stop that. And it's infinitely more data. Like again, oh, in the, like in, in the news in
0: South Korea, you 100- can basically clone your cat for twenty grand.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent
0: clone of your cat. One hundred percent
2: fatality rate. ace to a uh, humanized mice. One hundred percent. Oh, so th-
0: if you if what if what happened? What was that? So if you that clone your a- cat, it dies instantly. No, no,
2: I'm I'm talking about the disease X announcement. Which was they put out a polished paper where like some
0: guy can use CRISPR to make some horrible. No, super somebody plague. used this uh,
2: synthesizer to create a, a or modified like just the like they did with coronavirus.
0: Uh, yeah. So, um, but corona was kind of like a like coronavirus was kind of like a fart in the wind. I mean, yeah, it was bad, but it wasn't the Spanish flu, it wasn't the black plague, it wasn't like based on the things that were in it. Yeah, it was super fucking bad. Dude, fur uh,
2: like a, a f- the furin cleavage site and the ACE two receptor binding the SV four. I right? have no idea what any of that is. Stuff that doesn't actually happen to that disease in the fucking wild. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Has it been proven?
0: I'm yeah. kind of an evidence based guy, and I just haven't seen evidence either way. I hear a lot of like, you know, Ooh, it was uh, you know, it was weaponized. I'm, I'm inclined to think that there's a sinister there- motivation, but I I just don't have any uh, like concrete. I just don't know enough about it maybe because I don't care.
2: Basically it
0: doesn't it doesn't matter whether it was like they okay. were just fucking around in a lab. And it got and some guy that was fucking around contracted it and it just got out. Well,
2: it, like or they released it. It doesn't matter. The main point is they were fucking around in a lab.
0: Okay, so like just getting back to the main um, you know, kind of AI kind of discussion. Um, like I mean, I, this is different than like the, the invention of like the printing press or like the firearm or like the nuke or the no. uh, head smashed in buffalo jump. It is. It, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, is. Yeah, it, it is different. Like yeah. this is this is this is a pinnacle turning point in the because this one, at some point, we may have to think is deserving of property rights. It's a big deal. So, so how 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 do how do you how do you s- circumscribe like the ethical considerations
1: for that? I just uh, that's the thing. I don't think there is an ethical consideration, and once we've kind of brought it into that, we've already lost. Like it doesn't, um, it can't. Sort of like what you were saying. It's kind of a, the metaphysical issue, but it can't. Um, it's part of that. Um, distortion of like technology's proper place where we start to see like, oh, we're just, uh, you know, like the man is just a machine. It's just a very complicated kind of machine and we're not fundamentally different from the robot we've programmed to act like us because there's nothing um, more to, you know, if it acts like a human, it must be a human kind of thing. And it's just, I don't think there is any ethical issue to a robot. Like how would you, you can simulate human behavior, human being in some form, um, but you aren't going to be a human and you need to only a only a man, only a person can have rights. So I don't personally think there's any way for it to become a person in an ethical unless, sense. It's just purely it
2: is, a technical problem. It's unless it asserts that right through fucking the expression of power and violence, dude. And
1: it will. Well do so, you think it will so for a sure. gorilla it has to a gorilla to. can assert It's power upon you. But that's not like an ethical issue. Don't go into that forest.
2: There won't be a problem. Don't touch my babies. I won't kill you. It's going to be one of those.
0: It's just weird. Um, They Even, yeah, animals get it. Don't, this is my shit. Go away. So do you think that, I mean, I think that's an inevitability. Like eventually I think that AI is going to get to a place because like, I don't think that humans are a necessity, but also, I mean, here's the other thing is we're also kind of assuming that uh, a sentient AI's motivation is going to be the same as ours to like, you know, control the, like the board, right? Like to no. control the universe. I think we're looking at maybe I think we AI. can assume that it wants to stay alive.
1: I don't know why. Why would we make that assumption? Well, that, That's the perversion. We want it to control more things. Like we want more of our life like automated or managed by the machines. And obviously, there's a certain uh, benefit to that. But again, it has to be kind of in a proper uh, framework. Otherwise, uh, things are out of whack, or the priorities are wrong. Like, does the does the machine serve us for some kind of virtuous end, or do we serve the machine for um, kind of facilitating our own destruction in some way? The fatalistic interpretation that we're the wetware that gives birth to AI, yeah.
2: maybe, like maybe maybe you're a real defender of humanity because you're like, this is a demon that's gonna learn language.
0: Don't like, fucking like Kyle it. Reese, like the proverbial and existential Kyle Reese in all of us. <laughs> yeah,
2: like you don't know it's gonna be born here soon, and you guys are all fucking. He taught us how to smash those
0: metal motherfuckers
2: <laughs> into junk.
0: <laughs> dude
2: john john connor
0: is my best friend yeah like i i um i mean it's kind of an interesting conversation it's
1: and it's kind too of like, crazy to think about like i know it's hard to even um even, actually, even just in our lives like we're not super old geezers but uh the technology has changed so much like we've gone from growing up with no internet to like pocket, where we are now pocket calculators and <laughs> it's like the internet is great but uh do we have like kind of a virtuous framework to put these things into. No, it's gone. It's long gone, dude. It's yeah, and and so we don't have really like a way to orient AI within our lives in a healthy way, I don't think. Like I think uh our um kind of the way technology interacts with our lives is is in become unhealthy in a lot of ways because it's uh, sort of dehumanized us in a way. Well, like what I mean, I uh you know, just
0: as a kind of like personal experience. Like I I um I've, I've now like developed kind of an aversion to like the algorithmic, uh, you know, like social media experience, right? Like I'm starting to really kind of just feel, um, and it, and it's, and it's, 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 it's kind of twisted you take my like YouTube algorithm, for example, like clearly the stuff that it's algorithm algorithmically trying to show me is stuff that I like that I'm watching but i look at my youtube feed and i just look at it and i just think man this stuff i'm a is... fucking loser <laughs> well yeah i mean there's there's an element to that but i also look at it and i just go like fuck i don't want to watch any of this shit yeah. ever yeah. And when whenever YouTube's like, hey, how about uh, some new to you, like to get you outside of your comfort zone? I'm like, fuck no. Like I want that even less than my own algorithm. Four-hour documentary on something that doesn't So I was, I was talking with um uh, like a friend and uh, recently and she was like, look, man, uh, I think I've got like a, you know, kind of an unhealthy addiction to TikTok. I'll go to bed at night at 11. And she's intelligent. She's not like, uh, you know, some, you know, KFC kind of, you know, I love KFC. I resent that. There. Hey, okay. Well, like <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she's 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 not dumb. She's not dumb.
1: Um but, you're saying people who eat KFC are dumb. Yeah, well, a little but, bit. But, but there's but there's <laughs> a little uh, bit, dude, for sure.
0: But, but there's a difference between like, you know, the uh the 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 monkey at the computer with the sugary solution tube, like the one-armed bandit experiments, yeah, yeah. uh, and like the far more sophisticated and potentially sinister like uh tick tock like one arm bandit so she'll she'll be like oh i'm gonna go to bed and it's 11 and she'll be like she'll turn off her phone at 1 30 and she'll just be like where did that time go dude you were that's yeah, what they you were, want you're pressing the button dude it i mean it is it's it's just another version of the monkey with the sugar solution tube like it's because a,
2: engagement as a as a metric as like a return is like we this is what we wanted we, uh, we wanted a completely individualized personalized experience for technology and we got it it sucks <laughs> yeah and see and see what sometimes I want to know what's going on in the world is like, we what's got- everybody else watching like what's going on like what is happening in the world and, and the like TikTok, show me your Google search history yeah the, the Twitter for you is not what's happening on Twitter. It's just stuff to make me angry.
0: Oh, and it is. So the other thing that's kind of interesting, right, is, okay, so we went from, you know, pocket calculators or whatever to basically... Algorithms designed to give you a strong... No, like, in, just in terms of technological advancement, like computers in our pocket that are more powerful than, like, anything in human history. And, you know, my mom takes a picture of her salad and puts it on the internet. Yeah. You know, that's, like, kind of the... Or maybe not my mom, but, like, you know, uh, all this power... Picture of your like hot dog on the internet, and I actually saw that today. Feeding, like Feeding this, steak to your cat, yeah, like this guy, he like and and I don't even get it, right? Like he was cooking wieners in a, and they looked awful. Like they, he, this this guy, he's he's on he's on Instagram, yeah. and this is what just an aversion to me, right? Is I'm who's the idiot? Am I going to regret hearing this story? Yeah, you probably are. So this incognito
2: hazard, well,
0: and like and <laughs> yeah, so he's got this. It's just this picture of a frying pan and in it are like nine wieners cooking on the stove, and it just looks. <laughs> It's sad. It's, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, It's a metaphor for everything that is wrong with the fucking internet and giving people the ability to post pictures of wieners on the internet. But then, I'm I'm I've got a compulsion to open up my phone and be like, oh, I wonder what's going on on my Instagram and like I've you know I'm like okay, there's a picture of some wieners in a frying pan, <laughs> and this is kind of like a microcosm of everything wrong with humanity. We've basically and and, and I'm all for the proliferation of uh, advanced technology, but we've got uh, and this is that Ronald Wright thing, right? We're running uh, software from 2024 and hardware that was last updated ten. 20,000 years ago yeah. and and what does that equal? Guy taking pictures of wieners. His cooking wieners and putting them on Instagram. Chicks bending over. Yeah, we really the
1: haven't had anything as like amazing as uh like indoor plumbing. Like that's a technological advance. Or electricity, electricity. Hard drives. But you know the uh you said something quite a while back that I I often think about and it's um like so for example, say Say there's a movie we're really excited about that's coming out. Um, World War so, or Civil War? Dude. <laughs> I might, Civil War movie. I might, I might have called you up to talk about it, like, hey, this movie looks really good. I saw this trailer. Like, I'll describe it for you. I'll uh, tell you why I'm excited about it. Um, the The program now would be more like I'll text you a link to the trailer or something. And there's like this intermediate thing that disconnects us from kind of talking about it and engaging with it like on a direct level like we put this intermediary between us which is like a um it on, on the one hand like it's crazy like I can just easily send you a trailer that I would have no way to do that 30 years ago if I wanted to really communicate to you but at the same time like I can't I'm not telling you about kind of my experience about it and why I'm interested in it it's kind of like uh it's like isolating us. It's like, I have my experience of it. Now I'm going to send it to you and you're going to have your experience of it. But the the two do not connect or something. Or like, um, there's other kinds of examples of it because we talked about it before, but it's just uh it's just weird how again, it's kind of like taking a bit of a human element out of it or or a connecting element of it. So it it fragments us in a way and it kind of just puts these things in between us, like um, as simple as um. As simple as it's like we've perfected phone technology. It's free to talk to anyone in the world, but we don't do it. We kind of put this like veil between us in the form of like text messages or something like uh, younger generations are really preferring now um, text message over talking on the phone, which I think is kind of interesting and weird. But it it's putting something between the people's interaction. Now, it's not to say that like the phone the phone is still like a level of separation beyond like sitting together at a table and talking over coffee or cigars and whiskey or something. But it's like kind of moving still in that direction where we put these like intermediaries between us. And like it separates us into our own experience in a weird way that, um, and I think that's kind of like one of the ways we're not using technology well, not to like um, bring ourselves together in more uh, ways, like our community or sense of uh, togetherness is kind of breaking apart. Um, because we have these like technological barriers or, or veils or screens between us and it's, it's just weird. It just
2: made me think of somebody live streaming, like themselves walking, like cleaning or like doing something in their kitchen. And then somebody who's their friend jumps in their chat and they're like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Hey, what's up? And goes back to whatever they're doing. Yeah, the
0: phenomenon of like the and like, I think this is really bizarre. So like, um, like I'm I'm on TikTok every now and again, just more out of like a a sick, morbid curiosity (laughs) than anything else. And one of the things that I see and it, this, this kind of goes back to my fascination. We've talked about this on previous podcasts with like this weird, like streaming phenomenon, right? Um, where, you know, you got some person and they're just live streaming. They're sitting there with their camera looking at it and people are just joining this and like texting them. They're like, yeah, I'm from Indiana. Oh, hey, thanks. You know, I, I, yeah, my hair looks really <laughs> great today. Like, thanks so much. Thanks for the bits. Um, it's like
1: watching people play video games instead of like playing them together in a room or or even like sitting together on a couch, watching another person and then, you know, taking turns or whatever um, versus playing it online and you're together, but you're not like together in the same way. Um, even Even just the way we would interact with each other in quite profane ways in Xbox chat, on Halo Deathmatch back in the day. Yeah. Now there isn't even that level of interaction. Like they've kind of uh Oh, we had that level of interaction last night. Oh probably. yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> it's basically like there's right. there's these kind of um by uh these kind of like divisions or scattering of um the way our experience comes together and like we share things together. And it's like um They've got weird things now. Like I think on like Amazon Prime Video or whatever it's called, you can have like a watch party. Yeah. Yeah. So no, in. don't watch don't invite your friend over to watch the movie at your house. Like in watch convenient. it together At on, the same time, but don't even talk. You're just
0: watching it it's, at the same time. Yeah, it's time. just
1: I don't know. There's the whole thing is kind of weird. And I find it like a little Troubling. disturbing. And it seems kind of maybe trivial or but it's um it's, it's kind of like a hint of something to curse. And Zoomers and, have and no we friends, all become dude. very uh, I think we, in a way, be become like weirder and more isolated and more like, again, kind of like within our own. And that's partly why I think like people are so obsessed with like relating to each other through like their media and their, the things they consume and things, because it's very much a... I thought that um, was always a performative identity. I don't nice know. I, I think um, like what one it's, of 60, 60% of
2: Zoomers have no friends male zoomers or something like that. Yeah. They have not, not a single buddy. So
1: I, I watch, uh, the greatest show of all time is 90 day fiance. <laughs> I've learned so much about life by watching this trashy show. Um, my wife and I just watch it and make fun of the people on it. And, uh, You know, it's sociologically interesting. Anyway, one of the people on the show, he's brought his wife up from Venezuela or wherever she came from, or his fiance. And (laughs) and so this guy, this guy is like, is like he, your quintessential Lord Nikon. Nikon. He might be a Lord Nikon kind of guy. So he's, he basically, he, all of his friends are on the internet. Yeah. Um, And he's never met them in person. Okay. And, you know, he, he, like when he's not working he's playing like world of warcraft or whatever for eight this hours is, Lord this Lord is Lord of Lord Final Fantasy and so package, this 90 yeah. day fiance that he brings up she's like you know i'm kind of concerned that you don't have like real relationships with your friends and he's like no i have real relationships with my friends i follow a female twitch streamer and day. he's like no my best friend i've known him for like 15 years and she says have you ever met him and he said no like i don't need to make him that doesn't make him less real but in a way it kind of does oh, like, totally way does
2: i don't know Maybe, so
1: like i've had it's
2: sort of like the bowling buddy like or the the museum buddy or the movie buddy or like the whatever that was his warcraft buddy
0: you know like so we've always we've always had like varying degrees of uh like relationships like sometimes like you might have like a really close friend who you connect with uh like i, I mean i think we're, we're all pretty good friends and uh I kind of like our friendship doesn't just extend to like, you know, playing steam together. Like there's, there's something deeper we share you know, like maybe some political interests and some, uh, um, well, we enjoy each other's company and everything. Um, but I've got buddies where, you know, it's, it's mostly based around work and we're still friendly, but I mean, you've only got so much time to spend with people. So you've kind of got to be selective as to how you spend your like, uh, like relationship equity, so to speak. And one of the interesting, um, and kind of like ubiquitous, uh, uh, like kind of conclusions that, uh, a lot of the, I, I shouldn't say the research, but like one of the, one of the, one of the aspect when, 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 when asked what the most important, uh, thing in their life was most seniors say it's just relationships. That's it. Right. So it's not money. Um, it's not health. It's not like, you know, education or any of this stuff. Um, and I always liken it to be, being like, okay, well, on my deathbed at 80, I'm not gonna be like, fuck, man, we should just spend more time with my YouTube algorithm. Like, a couple more, couple more summoning salt videos I could watch, man, for <laughs> records. Um, but I also find myself in my spare time watching these like two hour summoning <laughs> salt videos, right? Yeah, um, he's got
2: his little timeline and then, and then. You know, Johnny Monkey 420 broke the record. Like they're all, no, and then I the, mean, don't get
0: me wrong, they're awesome. But I mean, we've got like no matter no matter what, there is scarcity in time because of mortality. And I'm trying just you know for my own uh, like a little bit of fulfillment. I'm kind of recognizing that I'm starting to fall into this like trap that we've identified, where you uh you know you're sitting there scrolling on the internet looking at pictures of frying wieners, and you know I might think that's funny and send you a link. I'm trying to. Uh, get back to like notwithstanding the technology, and I think some of it's kind of cool because I really love the fact that on a Friday we can all just jump into a, a game or Go something, play some Suns, yeah. yeah, and like, some like I think rock or something, yeah, I think that's like, I think that's pretty amazing, but I would way rather like we're all sitting in a room right now, and this is
1: pretty, we could have recorded this on like know, a Zoom call, yeah, no, my I are uh, both of our fucking ears would bleed, dude. We'd so think about it. like oh, yeah. maybe one way to think about this and I don't know the best way to understand it necessarily, but yeah, you can go back to that Enoch tradition, and one of those rebel angels brings like makeup, basically, which is a technology, right? It's like, um, and, and there's a point like, why would a woman wear makeup? So they would, want, some they would want to enhance their beauty, but there's a point where like you've got too much makeup, right? And you're like, you're not enhancing it anymore. Like you've kind of gone too far, or you're. Like the Welsh. You're like <laughs> you're, you're you're hiding you're hiding the person or you're you're trying know, to lie to me. Does that make sense? You're trying to lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. It almost uh, that's an interesting way to put it because it almost like again, technology if it's not in the right framework, it becomes like this just way of lying. Yeah. And yep. think of think of all think of how people lie on the internet. Like think of people showing their lives on okay. it's again, it's a thing you talk about a lot. It's um there's like the way people are seeing you and there's the way you see yourself and there's how you really are and stuff but it's like again it's it's part of that division you're no longer like the person there's there's another you there's like the projection of you the simulacrum yeah no it just it gets pretty crazy but it's um that's one way to think about it like i don't know maybe the makeup thing is an interesting illustration because there's a point where it goes too far and then what is it doing when it's actually gone too far it's like it's it's like distorting who you are or something like it's it, and it just doesn't seem healthy and like we've all we can all relate to somebody who's worn too much makeup thing look horrible Dylan Mulvaney <laughs> or like a good <laughs> example the, the, no that's a perfect
0: example dude the uh, like the polar ends of this are like you know, the the like, you know, the chubby kind of homely, comely girl who has found an AI app to turn her into yeah. a. <laughs> or or, or the, <laughs> dude, the dude. The dude. Uh, Jap-
2: <laughs> there was a Japanese guy on a motorcycle who was touring through Japan. And uh, he would always post on Instagram as a woman. Everyone's like, oh, check out this hot bitch, like uh, motorist biking around fucking Japan. And then at some point, like somebody just took a photo of him, like taking a photo of himself. Oh, no. And they're like, that's the guy. Like, it's a guy. Because oh, like, <laughs> like he had exposed. long hair.
0: Okay, so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is guy, like, posting picture of him cooking wieners. Like, what's he, what's, what's the... I thought it was, I thought it was, like... Is that the, it's no longer
2: ironic. It's like a weird... Like, do you I think it's it was a,
0: kind of sad to be honest with you? Like,
2: if, I, it's like a comment on authenticity. Like, whether I recorded this or not, I'm cooking wieners, dude. Like, that's what I do on Thursday evening.
0: But that's and, and that's the whole thing. Is it? Is it because? Because my first inclination is to be like, okay, this guy's real. He's posting a picture of himself. You know, Pope, like cooking these nasty wieners. Like that's what this guy's eating for dinner. And there's one of them. There's like ten wieners in there. I don't see any <laughs> veggies. So there's a fucking like, yeah, 500 grams
2: of nitrates rolling but down. Like, this I, I think there's
0: something more uh like depressing about it like I kind of think that this is just a lonely guy. It's a party at the Cecil, dude. It is the party it's party by myself, yeah. man. It is it is the it is the party at the Cecil. I'm
2: having a great time. I'm I'm drinking. Getting drunk dude. Awesome, but, And everyone's like. But you're the differences.
0: Hotel room. I don't think this guy is having a party at the Cecil. Like I don't think he's like, hey man, like, check on my dinner. Yo, I'm having some wieners tonight, guys. Check That it is out. a party at the Cecil. Bro. I mean, that's the party at the Cecil. Ten, is like, is ten like, wieners. Oh, I mean, it is a party, but I think, I think, I think that he's just a lonely, lonely guy. I think there's an element of boredom. I think there's an element of compulsion as well, where he's cooking wieners and he's like. And he's just like, it's this mindless thing, like snap a picture, put it on the internet. Do you think he's so sophisticated or unsophisticated? I, unsophisticated, I that's think the it's, drift I get
2: I from I think him. it's both. Like, it's I, extremely, I don't think, based on what our analysis
0: of it, it's extremely sophisticated in a way. I don't think it was meant to be that way though. Like I actually think it's kind of brilliant, right? Like post like a picture. Okay. So here's one thing that was like, <laughs> this is an even better example. So, uh, there used to be this like musician in Calgary who wasn't, wasn't very good, blah, blah, blah. Uh, didn't really, didn't really have a filter yeah. and had a bandcamp page, right? Where you can like post pictures and stuff. Most people like announce album releases. Uh, he posted a picture of himself on the toilet nice. and it wasn't, there wasn't like a message behind it. It was
1: <laughs> just, it was just like a, a
0: selfie up, y'all. and he's like sitting on the toilet. Dropping mad deuces. Wow. So check out the newest album. And I, I just, no, but he didn't, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like an ironic thing. <laughs> so it, was it was a no just, context taking a dump shot. Yeah. It was just like a selfie. And I just don't think he had any real consideration that like, maybe, maybe that's actually kind of brilliant too. Almost there. Is it brilliant if if the intention isn't brilliant? It's I mean, not, art is art, right? But yeah. I mean, this is the whole thing. Is like if I, uh, you know, if I accidentally like upload a picture of my wang to the internet, and I <laughs> don't intend to do that, but like it goes on Twitter and then like people screenshot it, <laughs> and it's like just kind of like. You know, and like, I'm a boob. I shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. whoops, Butterfingers. Now my is <laughs> on here, And this happens to people, right? Yeah. Like, it just gets out. How do you do, Mr. Leans to the Left? Um, like, there's no intention there to make brilliant, like a brilliant, like, you no, know, take yeah. or, or an ironic take or yeah. like to make art. It's literally a, a, like a, a sad mistake. Yeah. Um, and I can see the genius in it, right? Where, like we've got genius. like this sanitized internet and like just some, and, like, you, you fucking losers are out here trying to
2: promo your shitty album. Check out my ass. Check fuck out my wiener. wiener. You know what I mean? Like this is horse shit. Listen or don't dude. Why the fuck is this even a section on Bandcamp? No one
0: checks it. But what's so weird is that. I mean, in 1985, in order to take a picture of like, your, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like cooking your wieners on the, like on your shitty stove with in, with your shitty wieners in your cheap frying pan. Like there wasn't a mechanism for you to just f- give, I mean, you could take a picture, but you'd have to, you know, you'd have to send it to people or like, I don't know, maybe you have to join the a Polaroid. Board. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, you'd have to like copy them, right? How do you get that into printed form, dude? It's a bit of a job.
1: The Polaroid just spits itself out. Otherwise, you got to go to like the photo processing lab. But there is
0: something far more art. Like the more complicated it is to do that, the more it's a work of art, right? Like if some guy like took a picture of like cooking wieners and put it on the internet, or, or or took picture with a Polaroid and then like was trying to distribute that to people. There's brilliance there, but when it's so easy that you can like accidentally take a picture of your real wiener and get it online, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Does that does that speak to the disconnect at all? Like, or do you think it's almost just this mindless like dive off of the you know board into this? Um, like I always look at it as like old people with Facebook are a problem for me. I think we're gay, we're looking upon our creation. And like, we don't have the grace to be like, it's a reflection of just how, like, how like simian humans are. No, I think we've made this thing. And like,
2: instead of just being happy with it, like we're fucking torn, dude. Like, we're just like, uh,
1: okay. Have I told you? It's because it's, it's because again, it's kind of a virtue issue. Maybe in a sense, like if you give amazing technology to horrible people, Maybe you don't get a good outcome. It's like when a like a total low life crackhead wins the lottery. Like that person's probably just gonna die. We like won the lottery with the internet, yeah, but we don't have the character to uh, maybe. And there's nothing wrong with having fun. Like you know, you know, girls want to put some photos that uh, of having fun, or like <laughs> oh, put their fun, like dude. Warhammer pictures up or stuff. Yeah, no, like, wholesome, wholesome activities. But there's just kind of a. It's like, it's almost like we're not good enough for the internet. And it's kind of just, I, I just don't think it's sort of like when you see a guy riding a bicycle, talking on a cell phone, like it's
2: just
0: too fucking weird. So, okay. So here, <laughs> what's worse? The guy who like, just, you know, out of sheer, like primitive compulsion takes a picture of himself, like on the toilet, taking a dump, putting it on the internet or the person that looks at it and spends the time going like, oh, this guy, this guy took a picture of himself. And we're fucking it. talking about it. Dude. Well, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean it's it's kind of like an interesting uh like philosophical, I don't know, kind of curiosity about like humankind. Like
1: I we've it's just kind of become a, really uninteresting. Like it's almost it's it's almost so easy to put it out there that like it doesn't have to be good it's anymore. Hard, it's hard to accomplish things. And
2: unfortunately all our behavior on social media is performative. Totally. And our the reason why we ignore exist- me. I just put the real me
1: on the internet. <laughs>
2: Yeah, say the n word. See what's up.
1: I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna. say I have say a pass. It. Yeah, I got a pass too. No, you don't.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm in there. I mean, uh, no, but I, I mean, the our our species is hardwired to search for um, deception. Like as a as a breed as Homo sapien, like that's that's real. probably a good trait to have. Yeah, we 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 survivalist. We lied the crow mags into a fucking grave, dude. Like, oh yeah, I'll totally bring it back. Like, no, they didn't. Like, yeah, just go over there. Like, just jump off that cliff, you'll go to heaven. You know what I mean? Like, head, there's a head smashed in somewhere in Africa. There's tons of crow mag bones at the bottom of it. Do you know what I mean? We're really
0: good at lying, and we're really good at figuring out who's lying. And that, I don't know about that. Second are we one. true? And is that yeah? I don't know. Because really? I think people yeah. are really good at lying. Um, I think intelligent people can kind of like weaponize deception in a very very dangerous way, and that's what brings us back to like kind of the the like general politic, right? Dude, but there's just more sophisticated lying. Sometimes
1: people prefer pretty lies to ugly truth.
2: Like <laughs> Rachel Gilmore. <Young. laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, my source of truth is Rachel Gilmore. She gives it to me straight.
2: Yeah, there's no no spin zone. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's basically Tucker with the bow tie. No, I, I love how,
1: I love hard how ball. My,
0: my favorite thing about Rachel Gilmore is that it's not... Her post, because she's blocked commenting, it's
1: not adulterated by no, a whole bunch no of... it's no fun anymore. She used to just get... Oh, just she flagged, get twisted. Yeah, flogged, dude. flog, Flogged, <laughs> flogged flame. Yeah. Anyone who puts, like... A, a dozen exclamation points at the end of a sentence is like not intelligent. Ukrainian flag and and pronouns in bio, opinion discarded.
0: Oh, uh, like uh, the, the one thing that I think the thing that drives me the, the most nuts, and I don't know, it's just the, uh, is when she's like, you know, thing happened. Here's what you need to know. <laughs> That's the worst. Or like <sighs> the real story. Uh, okay. So I want to hear your take on this. The left at every turn uh is able to be like yo fact check or like yo this disinformation or hey oh you uh you know you like meritorious based uh hiring you're a fucking nazi no it's like that and it works and it works really well yeah. and the right and you just mentioned this uh you know the right can be like oh groomer okay yeah. but i mean it's kind of the same sort of thing yeah
2: groomer so, is the response to nazi so someone's like you're Nazi and you're like you want to fuck kids
0: <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that's you pretty, keep, I mean, yeah. that's pretty effective. Has the, Does the right have any other, uh, groomers powerful, but, uh, yeah, does it have anything else? No, because didn't, didn't, didn't some guy just get like, uh, some sort of a charge or defamation for groomer in Ontario. Like I'm pretty sure that literally just happened. Yeah. I'd I'd sue someone instantaneously. Like if somebody called me a Nazi, I'd sue them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make them print a retraction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, or or you just go for defamation. Like, if, if the case In is public, strong enough, you can you can hammer them pretty good. Like one of the big things is uh, like Google reviews, and somebody's right? like, "How has being a Nazi impacted your business?" I was like, yeah, business is down. <laughs> okay, so so uh, why is the right's effort to defend itself from these like kind of language tricks? It lacks the armor of God. It doesn't know that it's right. It
2: the- doesn't believe that it's right or virtuous. What do you mean? Like the, the the right is not. Everyone thinks that they're virtuous. No, these people don't know that they're virtuous. Oh,
0: the left um, thinks they're
2: virtuous. They
0: know they're
2: virtuous. It's different. Okay. Right. Like if somebody's just like, well, if I call him a fucking Nazi and I get sued, that's just the, like the price it pays to root out Nazis. It's better to call. It's better to name fifty Nazis and uh, wrongly like smear ten non-Nazis who are probably Nazis anyways by a different definition than it is to let these people go unnamed.
0: So is the, is the Nazi thing still going on and like, it, like, because I mean, it's basically the Achilles heel and now they can just keep rocking the Nazi no, thing. No, it's worn out, man. Like no one
2: no one recoils at being labeled a Nazi anymore. No one fucking goes like, also, like that whole I'll sue you thing, like that to, as a business owner, yes, you should have that prerogative. However, as a like regular individual on any kind of social media. If somebody's like, you're a Nazi? Like, oh yeah. Like Like, I'm not gonna sue
0: Lord Nikon for calling me a Nazi. Oh, you might you might have to. (sighs) Yeah. Okay.
2: So what kind of lawyer do you think Lord Nikon can fucking scrape up? Like
1: probably (laughs) self-rep. Pro se. Probably self-rep. (laughs) We won't get the paperwork in on time.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um and, and and like you hear the the kind of like the common strategies, right? People are like, yeah, well, in order for the right to be successful, you have to dice, you have to intellectually dissect the argument and take it apart and present the truth in an unbridled. It sounds and, like uh, a Shapiro argument. Well, yeah, or like whatever, right? Like, but I mean, it's it's way easier to be like, yeah, you're a fucking Nazi, Or, like, hey, you're a groomer, than it is to be like, you called me a Nazi. Here's the uh, the academic uh, well, root of your. Well, uh, you'll
1: notice in the reactionary to the, Weimar, the classic one. Is um uh the classic one is the rights retort when it's like no the lefts the lefts are the real racists racist. yeah. and it's like um you think you're having a debate and you are like oh well if I just point out that uh, you're really expressing some uh, prejudicial or bigoted opinions then uh, then then you'll realize you were wrong and we'll come to an understanding it's like they're not looking for an understanding they're not looking for a debate it's not like a equal uh, battle of ideas in a a neutral arena. It's like they've set the narrative, they control the story of the society. And most right wingers still think they're having
0: a debate. Is that like, is that like, like boomer argumentation, like internet
1: boomer argumentation? I mean, I think, I think it's changing a bit in the more recent years, but especially when, like around maybe 2014 or something, when this was more, uh, People were a little more naive about it, especially the classical liberal oriented people who were like, uh, well, let's 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 just have a debate. Um, why are you insulting me? Why won't you debate like the right is always willing to debate. Why isn't the left always willing to debate? And it's because they why would they debate? the debate is a point of weakness. Um, you If you control things, there's certain things you cut off from debate and that's your prerogative of power. It's sort of like not answering the rebel news' questions during the
2: uh, leaders' debate. So, do you think the. He got got to skate on that. Like, no no other reporter would be like, yeah, I'm going to use my time to repeat the question that that person just asked. By the way, I'm from fucking. This other organization, Oh, but here's the whole thing. They just they, said, I'm they, not, they I'm tried not to answering. keep
0: the rebel out. Yep. So they the start. fact that they got in and then grilled him, and he, and he was kind of like, well, I'm not going to answer that question. Cause you're not an, an org, an, a media. I'm not even going to call you media. Uh, you're not an organization. Like, I think that that
1: looked dreadful. Yeah. But the left cheered for that. They loved it, dude. They're they like, loved yeah, that. yeah put, you don't give them the time and day to put those, put those journos in their place. Fake yep. journalists.
0: So do you think the left was like cheering when that like bald thug like smashed David Menzies? On
2: yeah, they loved yeah, it. They loved it.
1: They loved it, dude. They thought he they're had coming. it coming. Dude, it's like, when, like when fake, fake reporters is- don't have the right to go hassle public officials. They're so busy. They've got such a busy,
0: like how about Andrew Coyne? Who the fuck is that? Uh, really? Oh my God. He's the worst. you, cr- like, you know, yeah, Ukraine in flag and bio. He loves electric
1: cars. Yeah, he's he represents. He loves he's carbon like, tax. He, he's like a Laurentian wannabe. He want, he wants to make sure he's still on the CBC power panel every night. Is he a CBC? I thought he was a Globe and Mail or like like. like global yeah, he's or? a Globe and Mail columnist, but he's on CBC as like one of their pundits. Top, yeah, one of the pundits on. They get those three idiots on. And he's, he's the. Is he voice of reason he, guy? No, he, he, he would be considered like the. Lefty the not far left like Verdon. He'd be the reasonable conservative. And of course, the purpose of all those people is to set a boundary on anything farther right than him is by definition like off limits, like outside the Overton window, right. unacceptable. Yeah. He he is there to establish the absolute limit of what conservative thought or anything remotely less left can be. Yeah, Because um, he's not a right winger he's by our standards he'd be like kind of a leftist but to their standards he's like a a centrist and that's as far right as is acceptable because he basically endorses all the fundamental premises of them he's just going to argue about like oh What's should the we wording? increase the carbon tax ten percent this year or yeah. only five percent he's one of these guys and he's there to make sure he's very much like the way these other kind of like uh, like Don Braid, basically, because Don, Don Braid. Braid will be like, "I've got a critique for the
0: NDP," uh, <laughs> you know, and people are like, "Like Don, you're such a de- like." The comments section <laughs> is
1: so funny because people just roast them. Yeah, it's uh, still employed, but, yeah, Don. But, yeah, Braid. it's a, it's a, it's a power play, and the right hasn't quite learned, and they're figuring it out. Like you see this a little bit um, in the way. This is what Uh, I'm interested in. in. You've seen this a little bit, and this isn't like a great example, but it's sort of like something in the mainstream where uh, the way Pierre deals with some of these corporate journals is the first time someone on the right has been able to get the like. No kidding. Like he's not even doing an amazing job, but he like some respectable Ottawa correspondent. He calls them a liberal heckler, like (laughs) um, CBC stooge. Yeah, like, and or he, Trudeau's press corps or something like that. The yeah. liberal the thing, like the, thing was the right great. wing needs to know that it's not. This isn't a fair fight. It's not a battle of ideas. It's literally a battle of perseverance, will, and uh, like you, we don't win through a debate. And the question is, well, how do you win and stuff? But the so many people on the right have just lost track of how this battle really works. And they're playing a different game than the leftists are. The left likes to um, set the frame and the right steps right into it. So it's like, um, well, maybe maybe we shouldn't um, uh, have like teenage gender reassignment. And the left will say, "Well, oh, you're a bigot. You're transphobic. So is this the so like, then the response Bailey thing? Be, well, the response will be like, no, I'm not transphobic.
2: Sort of because they don't have, they're not def- retreating to a defensible thing in order to make you attack something pointless so that they can just go, well, regardless, fucking X.
0: You know, children. Well, but they kind of are, right? They're kind of like, they're kind of like, oh, we want to have this like fifty-year-old in the change room, and then people are like, hey, wait a second, that sounds a little weird. And then they're like, what are you
1: fucking bigot? So, so think about this. Like, think about, um, say, fifty years ago. So you're like the dean of the economics department of some university or something, and this kind of like somewhat Marxist, uh, kind of hip, cool, leftist young associate professor. Like, you want you like you're like, yeah, join our team. Like, you'll be an interesting. It'll add some interesting flavor to our department. Um, and the right wing, like these non-committed, kind of more um, moderate conservative or right wing types, basically they're still in that kind of leftist frame where they see like the progressive in some sense still represents the the wave of the future. So they'll, they'll be inviting to them or they'll be tolerant or they'll be accommodating. That doesn't go the other way. Like a leftist dean is never going to let uh, some quirky young right winger into his department because he's like, no, no, like we're not into this. Uh, We're not looking for flavor or variety. We're looking for someone who gets the program.
2: If you don't, yeah, we build upon these core ideas. And to what extent we build upon it is the flavor. How far... um, in this direction you go, you'd be like, well, you know, maybe we should have an UBI. And they're like, your version of flavors, like, seize the property of everyone, like, just take all their shit. Who who bothers with the UBI when we have everything we need, if we take everybody's stuff?
0: So what's going on with the UBI? Like, I heard that there was just, like, some Senate proposal, and then it got, uh, or like, and, and they haven't actually, like passed any kind of legislation for it, but they're like, oh, we need to commission a
1: study. Yeah, yeah that's, it's that's just what they
2: gripped. do. It's just grift.
1: Yeah, it's just somebody will get some big paychecks for being on the committee or like the the committee that studies it. And there will be a giant report that no one reads and no one will ever do anything. But it's kind of part of that game of uh, trying to make people. You need to kick back money to the universities and think tech groups.
2: It doesn't matter what they produce. It's Sort of like having a buddy that you hire to like you know, you're at a corporation and you're kind of like, oh, my buddy does audits.
0: Wink. Do you, th- um, do you think Do you think? the universities are like in trouble? I mean, I know that there's like kind of this upkick about with the like plagiarism stuff, but like- No, because they will never be replaced. They become the sort, like they're the source of authority. Dude. The
2: church is in trouble, not the university.
1: They are, the, the university is like the modern uh, Prague church in a way, and um, a lot of people are waking up and aren't going to it. But there's a certain sense where like certain things- like if you want to be an engineer, you don't get to not do a post-secondary unit like engineering program. Like you just have to do it um, or physics program or whatever. It depends. But you need like a science program from a university. Yeah. Um, if you want to be like a credentialed economist or something, you would need to do that. If, um, if you want to be a doctor, like there's certain things where the credentialing processes kind of guaranteed a certain monopoly on that. There's also the... Like if you want to be part of the ruling class, you will go to certain institutions. Like you will be part of Princeton or Yale or Harvard. Um, same way we have our uh, upper class, like public universities here, where the elite goes to get educated, and then the like ruling Queens class is kind of picked McMaster's out. Of their, or something, or like what? what? Yeah, you know, like Western or um, is U of T one of them? No uh maybe less so but uh, they let
2: peterson on the on the fucking faculty of course now well they would never let him on nowadays punished
1: dude. but he also wasn't the way he is now
0: back then <laughs> radicalized. No, he's more like a, just kind of like your kind of like surly academic guy. And like he was
1: clearly, uh, like fairly, he's getting pretty angry. He does. I don't think he calls himself a liberal anymore. He, he calls himself counter enlightenment. (laughs) He said,
2: this means war to the fucking, he's like, I'll take your bloody reeducation, but
0: this means war. So do you think he's going to like basically just abandon his license? I mean, he doesn't need it, right? Like he's kind of on the, um, I always, and this is why like, this is again, and I, I hate to keep bringing it up I feel kind of like a loser like a fanboy but like Lindsay's kind of got his own thing he kind of like he doesn't want to be like you know like on Ben Shapiro or like on Joe Rogan or like the kind of your stereotypical uh like right wing kind of you know like neocon <laughs> Joe Rogan's right wing well no he's not I mean yeah. Joe, he's kind of all over the place isn't he like he's he's got some Dude, he's like, a 90s liberal who had kids yeah he is and now all of a sudden he lives in Texas. The thing likes- with Rogan, right, is like, um, I actually think he's a decent interview because he asks compelling questions and he allows people to talk, which is really all I kind of want from him. Or the- well, he's
1: interested in things. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, but with with Rogan, at least for me, because it's not like I don't listen to him, but I don't listen to him regularly. It's, it's guest-centric, right? Like if it's a guest that I'm interested in, I'm down with listening to him. One thing I don't like though is when he's talking to like a... An astrophysicist and he's like, this is just like MMA. You
1: know, and he starts talking <laughs> about like
0: MMA
2: this is like a bear
1: or, attack. Jamie, pull that up.
0: Yeah, like I'm uh I listen to I will
2: always listen to whatever Glenn Lowry has to say.
1: I will always listen to anything. I like Glenn Lowry a lot. But James Lindsay is interesting. He started as a mathematician and then he did that. Thing. He was like a massage therapist with his wife's business or something, and then they did that hoax, which I think took them two or three years. Yeah, it was
2: him, Helen Pluckrose, and the that's and that,
1: crazy that he did. And that. then he kind of turned that into like he's 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 an actual scholar, I think, in a sense. Uh, he's not like credentialed as part of the um, the cathedral, but he's he's wasn't he doing like a university professor. No, he was just like, he might have had a master's in math. I thought he was like a, I actually thought that he's he's into like combinatorics or something. I think he might have been like faculty adjacent before that. I don't think so. I don't think he had like a position or I could be wrong, but um, he's sort of, he's sort of um, an illustration of kind of how you you can't, uh, these institutions that hate us and they're super corrupt to the core, they can't really be reformed. They have to be abandoned. And. As they decline, we have to set up like whatever these alternatives are. And right now it's very like indie kind of alternatives, uh, which there's a lot of opportunities for. But James Lindsay would be an example of kind of like that alternative. because Whereas Jordan Peterson came out of the credentialed system um, and has like a lot of academic publications and things. Um, Lindsay is more outside that system and he's created like a, a whole thing for himself that makes it possible for him to do this work. But he's not at a university. He's not in like a research department or anything. He's not he's, really like beholden to like the like, oh, try NordVPN. He, he's serving like kind of a market need. So he's kind of like a intellectual entrepreneur. And we need a lot of that. Um, and and somehow there'll have to be like some parallel institutions that when everything is really um, kind of crumbled, we'll have these things that we can build on afterwards because you can't, uh, like James Lindsay couldn't like infiltrate or go into mainstream academia. Um, He's ben ben doing a lot of that kind of work. What's that? I said, what about Ben Shapiro? Oh. Ben Shapiro is just there to like me? stir up rage and get you to subscribe to the Daily Wire, <laughs> and
0: like get some really good and written. And like subscribe abandon, to my podcast and abandon Gillette and get some other kind of an alternative razor. Yeah, or, yeah, or make like, a new Snow White movie to stick it to Disney. Just like
2: Israel needs to cut through the defenses of Hamas, just like Gillette cuts through your beard in this new spot. Like, dude, have, watching him do a like a fucking seg to ad time is fucking awkward, dude. Yeah, he's he's not great. at it. I think
0: that the there's uh, a bunch of dead babies. Also, check out these razors. I hate the like, <laughs> I hate the pitch for VPNs. Right? They're like, yeah. you wouldn't walk around naked outside. The government's well, gonna get your data. Bad well, guys are coming to steal your photos. As though the, as though a VPN is gonna be like a like, give you total anonymity. Sometimes you like, just want to post
2: photos of you boiling wieners on Instagram. <laughs> Terrorists could be inside your computer right
0: now. Oh, it's just like they're selling to like, you know, boomer who's like, who's like, oh, yeah, I want to be safe on the internet. I look up all sorts of weird shit. Most of the honest ones just go, like, hey,
2: check it out. It's the, you know, it's this site. And uh, yeah, you can't watch what you want to watch. So use a VPN. You can watch fucking.
0: Oh, VPNs have them. their places. I just hate the shill. Like, it's, dude, the it's, shill it's, is weak. It's so, it's, it's, it's schlocky. It's very difficult
2: for people to be. um, to draw attention to things on media sites without being a fucking
0: like, like a, a
2: political coomer,
0: Everybody And that's the biggest problem. That's why I kind of like Lindsay's cause he's, he's not, he's doing something. He's on talks and
2: tours and he's producing basically marching orders, uh, and data for people to go like, yeah, I watched this thing on Lindsay. He says that that shit is like, oh yeah, that all baits dates back to, you know, uh, uh, fucking some dead french uh pedophile and he thinks that it's like this and like it gives like, them- I love
0: that cuz that's the opposite of like the Matt Well or like the Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh like I think Matt Walsh is sort of based actually <laughs> well he's I mean he's funny like yeah. I he's he's entertaining but I I just don't see him as being uh um I don't want to watch his videos. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to watch his take on like some chick on TikTok who's like mad that she's got to work a job like that's brutal. Dude, there's but there's this like weird adjacent
2: group that is
0: sort of based,
2: but also sort of not like Jimmy Dore is sort of based, but sort of not. So who's he? Uh,
1: Jimmy Dore. Former Young Turks, uh, kind of like hardcore lefty guy who has some... Um, the Young Turks were Some reservations inks. about some of the leftist craziness.
2: Yeah, he's he's the the like, this far, or no further guy. But like he's, he's
1: more like, far, far left than the Young Turks are. Yeah. But he also uh, has, you know, like a lot of um, different kinds of leftists who are a little resistant to the cult. They've got... Um, some skepticism about like the wokeness. They think that's kind of a tool of power to like keep the working man down and like turn people against each other so like the evil capitalist corporate overlords can rule over us more easily and stuff. And then, uh, uh, like he's skeptical about, uh, like the whole COVID thing. He's, uh, so he, he was on our side with that kind of stuff. The most important thing though is he's funny.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, see, cause this I think is the, uh, and I think we've touched on this in other podcasts, but I actually think that the most important weapon against lefties, because this is it, is they take themselves way too seriously and, and, you know, when you're like, oh, you know, come debate me. They're like, uh-huh, yeah, I'm, I'll really do that. You know mm. what I mean? You fucking Nazi. Yeah. But the, the meme war, like the whole thing, like the left can't meme, they hate to be laughed at. Yeah. They hate it. Yeah, the first rule, the first job is to mock
2: these people. Mock them openly, consistently, and viciously. So, like, so that's, that's step one. Mock, isn't that real? hate speech? Yeah. No respect. But I have the armor of God and I don't care. I don't care what they do to me. I don't care what courts they pull me in front of. The fact that you're sitting there like, oh yeah, I can totally put this eight-year-old in fucking puberty blockers.
0: You'd be like, you're a fucking groomer.
2: You know, I have the armor of God here. You but can't I, but stop I think, me.
0: I think there's like kind of a magic in, you know, like the proverbial guy standing in a circle of people that are all just pointing and <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like the guy, the uh uh the uh, transgender who
2: like cut off their dick and everyone's pointing and laughing. They're like, "Hi, you cut off your dick," and he's like, "Rent free." <laughs> Living in their heads, rent free. It's like, dude, that's what cost you to cut your dick. Okay, Like sure. that's brutal, man. That's dude, absolutely brutal. Like, what well, Nikon uh, is probably like. Oh, I live in these Nazis' head rent free.
0: Like, he doesn't even know that he's like a regular topic of the podcast. But <laughs> but, but, but but here's the whole thing: is like night. It's it's not just like a you know, He's not a, a topic, he's an allegory. That's exactly <laughs> right. He yeah. is like the quintessential, like lefty beard, like internet beardo. Yeah. He's he's like the ghost of future past. It's, it's <laughs> not a coincidence that he looks identical to that like angry computer nerd. Like, dude,
2: he's a soy jack. He's he's just a he's begging to be soy jacked. But yeah, like, he is. I bet he has Funko Pops,
0: a lot of Oh, he, he's like off Twitter because he's like, it's too toxic on here. I'm going oh, go to I'm gonna go to Threads. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go to Threads. Oh, yeah. D- uh, didn't Threads celebrate
2: its uh, one-year anniversary here recently?
0: Oh, I know nothing about it. Or like Big Sky or like Big Blue Sky or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. are, are they just ghost yards? Uh, yeah, I think there's probably
2: more people playing fucking Habo Hotel or fucking Club Penguin than there <laughs> are on fucking
0: Threads, dude. Is it, but but everywhere, everywhere you look online, like Vox would be like, "Ooh, Threads is blossoming!" Like, oh, it's be- booming. Check but, out the check out the shit that's going on. Is it? I, I mean, because Twitter's num- going down. Like the numbers are obviously artificially inflated, right? Because like Facebook, like people just click a button and boom, they got like a Threads account, right? So they can just like kind of like fold it over and be like, "Look at all these new members." Did
2: you guys notice that three months ago, like
0: most of those media sites stopped pronouncing like the
1: death of Twitter? They've given up. They're just like they. It's like they can't. They they're they like Twitter's over. Never Twitter's give it over. Yeah, like, you, you can't. It's the can't. biggest, most low-effort way to like try to destroy yeah, people you don't like is to say that they're already. Yeah,
0: but I mean, like even like since wave is over, even the even the hardcore like progressive legacy dinosaur media. It's not like they're pulling pull quotes from threads.
2: <laughs> Dude, I I think that's funny because like I, you can check a fucking. Legacy media site, and they're just like, today on
0: fucking Twitter, Polly have said X. Totally. (laughs) So it's just like kind of a tangible, like uh, uh, a tangible, uh, you know. Yeah, it's a source for social happening. And it's like, that will so never So what's going on with this Big Sky thing? It's like invite only. And Literally like, no one knows. Like is, Rachel Gilmore is on it, I bet. Yeah, she, <sighs> well, she is. She's like, oh, I'm going to send you invites. And I think Lord Nikon's on there as well. So that just tells you like what company you keep if you're on there. It was, uh, what was the... There was like uh, an open source one that wasn't that bad. There's true social, like, wasn't it Mastodon that was the open source? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. like, that's where all the lefty journos went. Yeah, but it's dead now, isn't it? Nobody cares about any of these things. No one cares, dude. Twitter's where it's
2: at. And Elon Musk saved people don't know, man. I think Elon Musk, like, saved all I I don't want to say all of humanity, but like, he kind of. He
0: kind of oh, saved fuck. the public discourse. If he, he didn't, it would be over, man. Like, it, I mean, the only thing that would be, be over left is it. like 4chan, right? Well,
2: we'd be looking for another, we'd be dealing with... Truth we'd, social. We'd be paying the paper bag 15 cents and thinking about cooking our meals at home, oh, or or like the, the Oh, fuck. F- the,
1: the fact that all the people <laughs> we kind of it, dislike the most absolutely hate what he's done with Twitter is a great sign. Yeah. You can like him or not like him, but... Again, you can get an idea of whether it's good or not by the judgment of the the enemies.
0: Okay, Okay. here's 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 a here's a quick gear shift, and maybe this could be like uh, you know uh, kind of like a nice tale. Um, Well, actually, it's not a nice tale; it's totally different. So, like 2024, 2025, Ukraine war offensive in the spring, leading up to like a purported boots on the ground clash with NATO. So I saw some. some kind of like, you know, Russian intelligence, probably probably bogus, right? But it was kind of like an infographic where it was like, it showed all these dates, right? So um, apparently there's going to be like a Russian counteroffensive in the spring. But then, then and so I hear this as well, is apparently they're already, and this could just be like, you know, Ukraine, like NATO propaganda or like, but uh, I guess they're starting to like foment like Russian uh, descent in Estonia, Lithuania, uh, and like those kind of, you know, northern like eastern european countries to give them pretext to move in there yeah putin's too strong they can't stop him so do you think but but this is the problem right is yeah so he's he's too strong until he goes after nato countries and those are nato countries so if he invades estonia so in a way so is ukraine that was what the whole war was about. And all the NATO
2: countries, notice how all the NATO countries have been giving those guys, for, oh, we're sending over some leopards, here's some leopards. And then, you know, cut to and like two, checking 4chan. And they're like, oh, here's the leopard like blown up in a field, you know? And, like, the NATO, the the, uh, the Ukrainian pro- the fucking, like, apparatus posting, like, animated leopards running through the snow. And they're like, beware,
0: Russia. so are like, coming. The, the biggest problem I have with um, the Ukraine war, right, is, like, you get the, like, crazy Ukrainian dictator, like, propaganda. But then you also get, like, RT, which is... I like, like RT. Yeah, I like RT too. But they've also got like that, uh they do have that element yeah, we of uh, it's
2: just un it's unsophisticated in the way that Western media is. Western media is extremely sophisticated at doing that. Very rarely are they naked, like pro state, like straight up tell you lies. They'll like massage the lie in Oh, they massage like, the it lie. It escaped from uh it it
0: it just emerged in a wet market or you know, like like fuck, some of that stuff is just so crazy. Oh, it's people are just like, didn't you didn't you didn't you uh, listen to uh you know like uh the uh like as it happens on CBC? Like they went over this. If you take it, you won't get sick and you won't give it to people you love. Okay, so predictions. I, I can't make one
2: everybody just fucking lies so much, but I do know that uh Ukraine is snatching people off the streets. And now, a- like drumming yeah. them into the army to go yeah. and fight, and putting forty-year-olds in their fucking army. There's an entire like battalion of like
0: forty-five-year-old plus dudes. Aren't some of those guys like hardened fucking veterans though? Veterans of what? Well, I don't know. They've been fighting for a long time against who? I don't know. There's like, been a lot of fighting in the teenagers? east
1: and uh, like those eastern provinces for a long time. Like as yeah, they, they were will, killing just, their own
0: countrymen.
2: Yeah, they're gonna I guess. go
1: until the country's a graveyard. Like because uh, not the yet April to the last Ukrainian. The April. It's like the Winston Churchill thing. Like, there's no body count he won't accept. Um, But April, after the war started, like, they were talking about, like, you know, let's have some peace talks. And uh, Boris Johnson's like, nope. Blinken, like, Secretary of State for Biden, he's like, nope. Yeah. So... If Trump gets elected, that's when the war ends. That's when the war war ends. Okay, so what happens... It just keeps going
0: until Trump gets elected. Okay, so what happens happens in the next election? Like, they're trying to keep Trump out
1: with that... uh, Good luck. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. They I'm, want him to get assassinated.
2: I'm talking about the the conditioning and pre-programming that comes with the film Civil War. It's going to be the greatest fucking uh, psyop and the highest gr- grossing movie of 2024. I fucking guarantee it. So is it literally just like a modern Civil War movie? Yes it's what? about america like like the whole it all comes down to like an, people people spin it right so no, like, oh, there's, there's just an 8 to, second like there's an 8 second clip that sums up that fucking movie and it's just these like liberal looking fucking people talking to some redneck looking guy with a gun and they're like you can we're americans and he goes what kind of americans and boom civil war and i'm like dude that's I'm in, I'm oh, it might in, be pretty good. I'm in, dude. Like, that's pornography. to mm-hmm. Isn't
1: it like some leftist
2: movie? Yeah, it will be, dude. It's going to be in theaters everywhere. What do you think this is, The Sound of Freedom? Of course the good guys are going to fucking win. The ones who aren't the inbred right-wing uh,
1: fucking but rednecky. Isn't it like California and Texas secede or something? Something like
0: that. Like, who cares? Oh, it's, it's- this is like, the, oh, now I remember it. This is the Civil War movie that's like in the, it's like, contemporary. It's yeah. not like about this dude. I was actually excited because I was like, "Oh, the, that, remember
1: the Patriot? Yeah. No, that was mildly entertaining. It's cheesy, but it was, you know, I uh, like the low it was okay at I the like time. I like the
2: ro- low rent version of that, the postman.
1: Oh, that wasn't as good. That was widely <laughs> panned, but I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah. I liked Kevin cool. Cosner. He's good in there. I thought he, he was just one of those guys I could connect with.
0: I, I just don't think that uh, Kevin Cosner
1: has the raw, like, charisma, an appeal of Jodon Baker, who starred in uh, Mitchell. Mitchell, the greatest film of all time. Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell. Mitchell.
0: Pumping veins throbbing, Mitchell. Dude, I think that's
2: predictive programming. I think people are gonna love that fucking movie, and it's gonna amp people up to like to fever pitch.
1: Come well, on, I think if uh, Trump does get elected in November, I think there will be like mass violence, naked violence in the streets. I think there will be. Do you think the right will
2: actually react to that violence, or will they sit around and just be like, "We're not
1: looters"? So that's what I don't know. But I think um, well, I don't think I think the left so. Fired up about it, and they have um, they have their like street warriors, like their leftoid street gangs, like Antifa and BLM and stuff, and they they will be unleashed, and then there will be some you know uh, encounters with people who don't like it. Trump's, but in a a lot of ways, Trump such a Heads down.
2: This is so. As I play this scene out in my mind, uh, yeah, this isn't going to matter. Trump, yeah, like they will lose. Trump will be like. Stand back and stand by, like you fuck, Go home, like the election's over, and spend the next four years talking about how it got fucking
0: stolen from you. Like you're full he does, of fucking. He doesn't shit. have
1: the follow through to crush he doesn't the leftist. Have yeah, and
0: and here here's the big problem. What and, if he and, does though?
1: Well, and so so this well, is if he does, then that'll be wild. But I don't. I think, I don't I think I think he's still caught in the the frame, and he. We can talk about. This. He's there to submit to the left. I, even though, even though they hate him and he's, they think he's like this existential threat to he wants humanity. Their love. Ultimately, he's not a huge threat because he. It, it's it's sort of like the thing I was talking about with Daniel Smith before. It's not so much what Trump's going to do; it's like how the system reacts to him. Anybody who can move people is a threat. You know what I mean? Well, he has a lot of diehard loyalty, if and, he said, and, and you, you know that- the whole thing with um the whole thing with Trump. Like, if you talk to people who. if you look at what people say who are like kind of kind of diehard trump guys and they're like oh it was uh his the election was stolen from him or his presidency was stolen like it's not so much that they focus on some of the little vote counting stuff it's like a bigger it's a bigger thing it's like how the whole system worked against him like with the courts the media the fbi and the dnc with their steel dossier and all this like stuff um and like officials lying about what they knew and where they got it from and things yeah. and and that's what they think of as like it was stolen from him and they they have some sense that like the system is really against them and in some way Trump is like their guy he's he's like the proxy for them so like how I think they're. Uh, I mean, I don't know what that translates into for 2024, but it's obviously a different situation than 2016, different situation than 2020. And so if he comes back and he wins, which seems definitely, definitely possible, which is why I think, um, again, like the 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 leftist narrative is trying and hoping and uh, trying to motivate some kook to just go take him out. I think they just love that. He
2: can't win because this ends
0: badly for so, everybody. uh Trump isn't
1: dumb enough to... Uh, be oblivious
0: to the fact that uh, his very survival depends on getting in to put a stop to his prosecution. Like he, he was in for four years and he was going to like drain the swamp, but you know, like he, he didn't lock up Hillary. Like he didn't actually like gut the deep state that he, he said, knew was against him. He Hold he said on. They're good people. I mean, and that's terrible. So if if he doesn't realize his mistake and he gets in again, here's what I I think is going to happen. Okay, whether or not he gets in, um, I'm dubious because I think that the system's totally rigged against him. I don't think they're going to let him get in. I think the rot is too deep. How uh, how'd they let him in to begin with? Then
1: they didn't. They didn't. They weren't properly prepared. They were too uh, complacent. Now That's right. 2020, they took care of that. 2024, I think there's also. Fortified against it. Okay. I think I think so as well. And here's the whole thing is they're already
0: in like Trump, super panic Trump, mode and it's almost a year away. But but so is Trump, and he's fighting for survival. And this is why this is gonna be a fevered, uh kind of like final confrontation. So if Trump gets in and he doesn't cut through the swath and start the
1: purge, uh he's fucked. He's gonna go to jail for the rest of his life. Like it's over. Based on the people that he, he needs to get, sorry to interrupt, but he needs super powerful allies like if he so he's up he, say you think he's like a true outsider and he's like up against the system um and he's everything that the uh like yeah. an apparatus apparatus says he is um so like an existential threat to them. democracy uh, yeah, democracy or like all these things. He's a horrible judge
2: of character. He appoints fucking morons. He doesn't have powerful friends because totally of, like, no one because
1: it's not fashionable to be there. The- oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He he needs to. So you know, there's like I guess you could say like these corporate overlords, like uh, whatever. That they don't necessarily care who's in charge. Just they want you know their benefit or whatever. Yeah, um, it's like you could have the Trump. State, but he has to bring in those powerful people. So he has to like offer them something. He has to like the system would support him if there was something in it for them.
2: Kennedy's biggest problem was not firing the head of the CIA and the FBI the day one that he fucking joined. If you look at the people that uh, Trump has appointed to those very, very powerful positions, time after time, they've turned on them. They fucking wrote books about how they fucking deceived them. Like he's a cuck, he's a fucking cuck. And but here's why he's fucking dangerous: if he if he doesn't win, okay, if he things will kind of trundle on, and that like right wing kind of fomentation will just sit for another four years, and they'll go, oh, you know, he was kind of a cuck anyways. If he wins, they have to. You could say, oh, they have to kill him. But they said that about the Gracchi brothers. And they're
0: like I don't think
1: they're gonna kill him.
2: They can cut off his head and throw it in the river.
1: They don't need to kill him, but they'd love for a kook
2: to go kill him. Yo, if he fucking has Twitter and he like most of these things, you know it's fucking coming down, dude. So all he has to go is if they like if they fucking kill me, burn this place to the ground. And every right winger will just like finally have their like small town fucking glory moment where they get to go out there. And kill with abandon.
0: But I th- but I think the days of like the you know like the Minuteman, like uh, you know uh, like revolution and like American Revolution, Civil War kind of thing, those are over. No, it's not a revolution. It's it's basically putting leftists to the fucking no. The trans military will come in with their tampons <laughs> in the men's bathroom, yeah. and they'll drone you. Well, these people like how many people in the like the military loves Trump, dude? Do you think- no? They don't.
2: The, the the ones no like the, the, the soldiers. I, I think the soldiers. Yeah, the think soldiers the soldiers love them. do. Yeah, the soldiers love them. And just because you have twenty generals that say I'm going to court martial and fucking do whatever to any fucking person who doesn't mow down this mob of people, they're going to say that's
0: my neighbor. I'm not fucking doing this. So, do you guys think he's going to get in or not? <laughs> he can't.
1: Uh, yeah, I kind of think the system like is so geared towards him not getting in. And even if there's some formal sense that he wins, like. There's machinery that'll remove them or neutralize them in some way, or like the media is already saying, like, oh, we gotta convince like the military uh, upper echelon to like ignore. him. It's like, well, they already do that, and yeah, like, what could you say about Trump in the next six months that is gonna
2: change your opinion about Trump? This, this is the problem,
1: The the only way he could. Kind of do something is like a serious purge, and that's like that's what I'm would saying. he do that? So that would be like expropriating your enemies, arresting your enemies, like like Franco kind of stuff, right? It doesn't like, matter what he like. So that doesn't like what he's gonna do. So
2: the question is like, can he get in? And. Yeah, they have no more ammo. They've blown it all. Everything you could say, oh, no, they can Trump. always find more ammo. There's no like oh, the steel. Like everyone will just go, oh yeah, just like the Russian piss tapes. Like whatever, get out of here. Like he's a Russian agent. You I still to want us to him. watch the. I always Russian. thought
1: they might have like the uh, you know they like an Epstein can... tape. For some reason, I just got Maybe this. Maybe they uh, have an This thing, like if you wanted to put the screws to him, um, you know, you threaten, like his family and stuff. And I thought, like for some reason, I always thought Jared Kushner would probably have. uh it's some ghosts you know it's like in washington you can pretty much find something to go after somebody with um interestingly certain things are like not uh challenged but jared kushner I always thought like i bet you if you wanted to keep trump in line you just like go after the son-in-law so poor ivanka's husband is like oh well you know you can do this but we've got some real dirt on jared kushner or something He's like, okay i'll like i won't be so bad He's not for one. some reason, like Jared Kushner just has that sort of Damien Antichrist kind of vibe to him. And it seems like he's probably got all kinds of shady business things going on. When Netanyahu Net- visits the United States,
2: he stays at Kushner's house. So those are the kind of people he rolls with. So I don't think you can
1: go after that guy at all. Oh, yeah, maybe not. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, There's nothing you can say to fucking tar and feather Trump. That's the thing. You, done. So Trump puts right. in all his enemies in positions of power based on Ivanka's recommendations. <laughs> um, puts people who hate him and will openly defy him in positions of authority. And then he's got like bureaucrats that he should just fire. He fired one guy, which was Comey. Yeah, Realistically, like he should gut the whole thing. And I can understand why you wouldn't want to do that because the national security system can probably destroy you one way or another if you push too hard on them, like they tried to. But he didn't really push back very hard like at all. If he did, they would have pushed back harder as well. Um, And basically, he thought, I think he was still basically playing a fair game with them. Um, it's like, oh, I'll be exonerated and then it'll all be okay. And so what happens? But 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 it's different from the first time around because yeah. if he gets
0: in for another four years... It's not a prank anymore. And does nothing. It's not a prank Well, anymore. this is the whole thing is he kind of let... I mean, he had an, an opportunity to do exactly what they're doing to him to the people who are doing it to him. Yeah. The first time around, and he didn't. So the real question is, what
2: if it wasn't stolen? What if people in America just don't believe in Trump the way oh, i we perceive
1: that they do like the people that like Trump I don't really perceive like that him. yeah the hardcore Trump people think like he's more popular than he is yeah i yeah, I, I i'd agree the
0: the, the the biggest issue with the with the stolen election thing is and i had a pretty vigorous discussion with this during the car exploding oil on my driveway incident which uh i won't go into here uh, but with a trusted uh, senior, uh, you know, senior advocate who uh, clearly doesn't like Trump. Um, and I found that it was it was very difficult to convince him that Biden was just as bad as Trump. So, like, people kind of get, like, geared into this, like, into this, like, jersey-wearing thing where they're like, oh, I hate Trump. And it doesn't matter, like, to the exclusion of all other wrongs of their, like, the people who are wearing their jersey. Or people are like, yeah, fuck, you know, fuck Brandon, you know, or yeah. whatever. Uh to the exclusion of all the like you know strongman kind of uh uh dictatorial tendencies of Trump. Like I really we don't want f- him to do
2: that though. Well, he just I know, didn't
0: but but um but but here's the issue is I, I think that no matter where we're headed, I think that the states is already more authoritarian than people realize. I think yeah. Canada's gone down the same path. Mm-hmm. Uh I think you know, there's a total illusion that there's any, you know, democratic values. Not that those
1: are something to aspire to, but, uh, no, the, these are democratic values. It's what we were warned about as far back as Plato and Aristotle. Like democracy turns into authoritarian the hell. The Athenians should go fight the Persians. I, 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 we took a vote
2: and we're going to go.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, do you, I, I don't think that there would ever actually be like a live,
1: hot civil war in the States. No. You'll have like low level skirmishes in certain places, like street fighting. Like, like, why? We've, we've already had that though. Yeah. yeah. And I think that'll continue just and just one well sided.
2: Like, remember when
0: Charlottesville was seen as like the greatest act of like domestic terror in, in, Recent memory. It's so bizarre that people see these events. Like like one thing that got... We, uh, I've previously gotten hung up with other people in, uh, you know, kind of debates about Trump and stuff is the January 6th stuff. And it just... I don't understand how people can focus on January 6th and be like, this is a, you know, an existential threat to freedom <laughs> and democracy when... You know, in the same breath, they've got no, you know, they've got no
1: criticism of like rioting that basically burned down dozens you of You know American exactly cities. why. Because <laughs> different rules for different people. And it's like, it's not a debate. There's not a consistent principle. It's like we, this is the, the privileged class. Yeah, they can riot. They can destroy your uh, neighborhoods. Um, the underprivileged class are terrorists and they, anything they do to protest is evil. It's like the trucker convoy thing. You can shut down a bridge as a Hamas protest but you can't uh, and the cops shut will down. will bring a coffee. Yeah. Dude, what a
0: great fucking clip. <laughs> so so I, I I mean, I guess I guess my biggest frustration is how do normal people how are normal people not enraged by that?
1: Like this is this has to have been ha- have happened over the centuries cuz it doesn't deserve their rage. Normal people also are uh, we can't overestimate their uh, moral character or their intelligence or their just awareness of the issues that's in play. It's um or like, like the complacency of of because has to they're be, Netflix. The average person has to be kind of directed by an elite influence.
2: Someone's got to give me the cold notes before I can have an opinion on these things
1: like Andrew Coyne or
0: like Don Braid, like you
1: read the- <laughs> Yeah, I Clinton get my marching and... orders from Don Braid. Yeah, like I only trust Don. Have you read the recent work of great political philosopher Don Braid? <laughs> I mean, he did <laughs> R- a, you know, he's
0: he's, he's he's clearly neutral because he did a very uh, strong critique of uh, how the NDP could maybe pick a new leader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, I just read him and I'm just inspired, uh, you know, to, to, to be a better person. I think and, he's a, r- uh, a really good example of a sensible kid. Yeah, yeah, he's a good writer. He's reasonable. Sens- sensible uh, Totally balanced and unbiased. And, uh, you know, I mean, like his fedora is just, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's really- called a quirk. You should, try, you should try being a little more quirky. How does Don Braid have a fucking job? Like, that's what I... Uh, subsidies. That. Subsidies. Uh, Don Braid should be stripped naked and (laughs) sent to the Amazon jungle. Just subsidies. Would he keep his job if he made it back, though? I'd watch a a, a reality. We
2: should see if if we can get him on there for an interview. What if he's like a Hemingway? I bet we could. What if he's like a Hemingway, dude? You want to talk about what a great writer he is? Maybe he just has a car, like a fucking plane crash, and then wanders out of the jungle one day with a bottle of scotch and a fucking machete. And then you're like, well,
0: can't kill Don Braid. He's an idea. Okay, so predictions. And I know they're probably gonna age like uh age like old moldy cheese, but uh give me your predictions.
1: Uh winner of uh US election twenty twenty five.
0: Biden. Is it twenty or is it twenty twenty four? It's twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, That's it's this October. year.
1: I'm I would say similar to twenty twenty, like Biden will barely win, and it'll look very suspicious. <laughs> They're gonna okay. have a debate. They're gonna fill Biden up full of fucking amphetamines, like they did wait. last
2: time, dude. Like he was juiced.
0: Well, he's it's not gonna, he's not gonna live another four years. Okay, so here's my prediction. Doesn't matter. I'm just, uh, and I, I tend to agree. I think that the apparatus is already just. I think the, I think the fix is in, so to speak. But just to be a contrarian, I'm just gonna predict that Trump will take it. Uh, I'd I'd love to pick Trump, but it's like ah, fuck. I'm I'm not into either of them. Like I, just, I think you're not both riding like, with Biden. I'm black, so I have to go with Biden. Uh, sorry. Okay, well, okay. So yeah. so you're riding with Biden. Okay, okay you know, so uh, I, Canadian ele- election predictions, because this, this is kind of looking. We're weird. never going to have another election. <laughs> <laughs> Just Trudeau for like the next... I think think
1: liberals will get smoked. I hope they... Like rolled in smoke. I think they'll be back down to below NDP like they were in like the Mulcair days. Mm. Because remember when NDP was official opposition for a little while? No. (laughs) Because the liberals just got smoked when Harper was in. And they had Mulcair. Yeah, I do remember. Dude, that. Remember when? Remember Similar when to to Ontario, like Kathleen Wynne's Liberals, got wiped? They now... didn't.
2: They didn't. They let them stay on the ballot. They lost party status, and then the Conservatives were like, "No, keep them. It's okay."
0: Oh, that's brutal. Like Dude, no crush, mercy. Crush, crush no, yeah, like, you gotta like, no what, mercy. What's what's with conservatives and just
1: being like utter pussies? They don't understand the existential threat that the left poses to them. They think it's just
0: because this is just a difference. It's just a healthy
1: debate. There's a difference of ideas. At the end of the day, we're all Canadians, aren't we? Yeah, we're all Canadians, aren't we? It's like, no, you. Some people think certain Canadians kind need to be cana- removed. What kind of Canadian are you, dude? It's civil war. I, you, dude, I, I see, like,
0: line, I see line. even like, um, you know, just like on Twitter, like some like, uh, you know, kind of like middle aged like woman that looks like a librarian on Twitter, and it's like, you know, Ukraine in the Ukraine flag and uh, pronouns. And they say some of the most vile shit I have ever fucking dude, seen in my life.
2: single moms are the most based fucking political block you'd ever imagine. I have no idea. Like, my buddy works at the city. He works with a bunch of divorced, middle-aged moms. Oh, they're hard. And they say the most rank shit, dude. That was, <laughs> they're hardcore. And I yeah, was like, wait, wait a sec. Dude, some are get-
0: based. They're just like vile commies. And they just have
1: no idea. They're like, oh, the CBC told me that this is a compassionate stance. Just a comment on, like... These, the moral indignation of some of these people who have preached tolerance and diversity and like, uh, like inclusion, like these things that you don't have to do anything to feel better. Like I'm a good person because I tolerate people. Being a good person obviously requires doing something. The left has kind of reframed it so they don't have to do anything other than just kind of have the right attitudes that they've defined. It's very easy, very comfortable to be the good person and not have to do anything about it. Pretty convenient.